Welcome back, everybody. Episode 167 of Toy Talking Sports. Uh, just Tim and I tonight. Kyle uh, got some back shots and uh, <laughs> <laughs> got some back shots and got a headache. Yeah, he's got he's got a migraine. Um, Good job, Amanda. Dude, fuck yeah, dude. Some powerful back shots. Strap on action. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then he won't be here tonight, uh, but we will be doing our uh, divisional round recap, conference championship preview. We're talking head coaching vacancies, the few that are still left, but we're also talking about the ones that have been filled in the last week. Um, and then some UFC 297 recap, and that should be about it. Um, some good performances in the NBA, too, that I'm going to touch on. But uh, other than that, nothing really going on. Uh, I, think that, well, I think that's all we're going to be covering this week, at least. Uh, yeah. Timmy, how have you been? How's your first week of school going? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this last weekend uh, didn't do anything... Crazy? Trying to think? No. Cool. No, no. Saturday I worked and then was about to go over to Kyle's house to watch fights and the rest of the Packers Niners game. And then uh, Jesse wanted to be chauffeur for her since she was kind of like chauffeur for me on Friday. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'll just go home. That's fair. I'll go over to Kyle's probably. Have too many beers, blah blah blah. Probably. <laughs> so that was that, and then Sunday woke up and had a nice day. Went grocery shopping, blah blah blah, and then just kind of got my stuff ready for school. Uh, and school started this week. Nothing, you know. First week is first week. Yeah, you know. So a lot of syllabus and syllabuses, and then intros. like the, the beginning of the stupid assignments that are about to hit my hit my slate. Um, so this semester I'm in. Physics 181, Calc 3, um, Digital Design 301, um, CS 219, and CS 252. I think it's going to be overall easier than last semester. Um, But my physics teacher is like the most hardcore Russian dude in the world. We were talking about that, yeah. And I think that is going to be a problem. Yes. Because I can barely understand him when he's teaching us. And I am sitting there staring at him. Trying to pay attention. I imagine it's really hard. And I'm like, dude, this is hard. Uh, But we'll see how it goes. It's always curious to me. I know that that wasn't like his exact career path, but like guys, there's multiple people like this, multiple professors like this, where they're like, you know, immigrants from Russia or like a heavily Spanish speaking country, you know, and then they move here or like India and then they move here. And they end up at like in their fifties or sixties, and they're just a professor at like not that big of a school. Yeah. And I'm like, do you think that was their plan to move here from their country and then teach in college to a bunch of you know like not even that smart kids? Yeah. No. I don't think that was a dream. You know. No. And maybe they like were engineers and everything already. And right. Retired. I'm assuming that's really the case. And then they're just like, oh, I'll teach. Well, yeah. He he was going over it. He was like. Yeah, I like used to be an astrophysicist and stuff like that. It's fucking wild. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're teaching at University of Nevada, Reno. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure there's like schools that like specialize, like MIT. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's like other, but he's not. That's the thing. It's like he probably couldn't never get the job at MIT. Yeah, like, it's fucking crazy. Uh, but yeah, so he, smart people out there. Man. Yeah, he's a hardcore Russian. Uh, Calc three seems right now easy. Yeah, um, but I've heard I've heard Calc three. Like if you can get through Calc one and Calc two. Yeah. Calc 3 is, like, the easiest math other than, like, Math 126 that you're going to be taking. Yeah, the math's not hard. It's just, like, fucking 
conceptualizing everything. Yeah. Because it's well, three it's threes. Three dimensions. Yeah, you know, three dimensions. Like yeah. fucking XYZ. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was doing some homework today, and I was like... It was, it was just like, you know, where are these points at? And I'm like, oh, is it... XZ plane, is yes. it the YZ plane, like yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, no, it's, about it. I'm like, what the fuck? yeah, it's a little, it's a little confusing. <laughs> yeah. Once you get it down, though, it's not that bad. No. I saw some guy, some like video on TikTok, and it was this guy that was like, oh, everyone says become an engineer, become an engineer. Well, they don't tell you about all, how hard it is and the math. And he's like, I'm in Calc two. I got so many more maths to go. I'm like, this all checks out so far. Yeah, well, like, Calc two is very hard. Yeah, but he he was like, or, I feel like Calc one or two is going to be the harder one for you. Like Calc 1 was a harder one for me. Yeah, either way. Calc 2, it, it's difficult, but like it's not... No, what, I, you know, but once you understand it, you understand it. But he was like, I went and I, I was doing my homework, I was doing a review or something, he was like, I was at the library for four hours. That's got light through, work. I got through two problems. Oh. And I'm like, you shouldn't be an engineer. I'm going to tell you right now, buddy. I think you should change majors. <laughs> that, that homework should not take you that long. Four hours for two problems? In like in like Calc 2, which I'm like, you have so many more maths to go. No, in like the, the tests, like those questions, you have to be able to do them in like five, yeah, ten I'm like, minutes. Yeah, I'm like, you're not going to... Five, ten minutes max. Like, yeah. I, like I was getting through my test, like, you know, they give you like an hour and a half, two hours. Yes, yeah. I got through my final in like an hour. Yes. And I didn't ace it, I didn't do great on it, but like, I went through it again, and I was like, oh, oh that's that. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm like, I don't, I just... Do not understand. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Continue. Uh, but other than that, uh, things I feel like are going to be easier, but, you know, obviously something's going to come up and bite me in the ass. And I'm like, know. oh, yeah, this class is not going to be as easy as I thought. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, school's school, so it sucks. Um, but, yeah. What about you? Uh, been good. Saturday, went over to Kyle's, watched the Ravens-Texans game, watched, had, a, had two BLTs. Nice. Watching that. Uh, and then had accoutrements uh, throughout the rest of the day until... What's accoutrements? Uh, like like uh, snacks. Okay, like... Uh, um, what's the other? Tapas. Tapas are like appetizers. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> Orders, you know. Uh, Orders de uvaris. Dude, we're multilingual here. Um, I don't even know if accoutrements means appetizers. <laughs> I think it might mean toppings. I don't know. Uh, but... Um, it was like some some veggies and uh, some uh, bruschetta. Kyle had some bruschetta. I was like, I feel okay. like a fancy boy here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, had that, and then Kyle made uh, like burrito bowls for the night. And dude, so you, you, got fucking, full, I, you got a full. You got a full course. You got a full fucking yeah, course, dude. Like, I, you know, Kyle had to get a head count, and it was just me. <laughs> and, and was then, it just you and Kyle? And then uh, Cameron, his friend Cameron, came over for the fights. Oh, okay. So it was just me, Kyle, and Amanda from uh, like one thirty to like six. I, I I figured like maybe it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Kyle cooked. I watched the game, chatted with Amanda while she did her nails. I was like, I feel like a child here. But, uh, <laughs> I'm just, okay with it. <laughs> you're just sitting there chilling. Yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah, so that was Saturday. Then Sunday, uh, just watched the games. Hung out for the most part. Didn't do anything much. Uh, and then just been working this week. Um, Oh, Tuesday we went to uh, Korean barbecue. Uh, that was nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Had a great uh, time. Uh, fucking way too expensive. It was uh, so expensive. I got two beers and I had to It was like 20 bucks for your two beers. It was $40 for my bill. I, I spent like 70 bucks. Yeah, I know. It was a dumb amount of money for two beers. Um, but, I mean, they can charge what they fucking want, you know? It was like supposed to be like imported shit, so... We're not imported. It was Korean beer, but 
Food was good, though. Um, so a few issues with the grill. We got to figure it out, though. A little hot sometimes, a little not on sometimes. But overall, it was a good time. Uh, and then, yeah, the rest of the week just been working. So uh, without further ado, uh, we'll jump into sports news you didn't know you cared about. I don't have anything. No, I do have, I do have one minor thing. A couple okay. minor things. Uh, women's college basketball. Okay. Caitlin Clark in Iowa lose to fucking, I don't know. Was that when she got in a fight with a fan? She didn't get into a fight. I know, it was an altercation. She, she got run over on the court. That's <laughs> what happened. Well, uh, I mean, maybe and, she was stronger. And now there are issues around player safety being brought up. It is unfortunate that it had to happen to Caitlin Clark, but she has enough star power that she gets hit in that, and now they're like, we have to fix this. An Alabama player last year literally punched a fan. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> Caitlin Clark got bumped, and they're like, we need to address this now. Yeah. That's a fucking star right there, if I've ever seen one. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens from that. Uh, and then tonight, South Carolina and LSU are playing, uh, number one versus number nine in the country. Resale for these tickets, way too fucking much money. $1,200. What? $1,200 for... Who's buying that? Like, I understand, like... Celebrities that I think just want to put on a show of being there. I think so, too. I don't... Like, like, hey, hey, I'm I'm all for women's basketball becoming more prominent. Like, I'm never going to become, like, a hardcore fan or anything like that. But, like, more power to fans for being more open and being able to, like, hey, this is this is actually competition. And I agree it is. It's competition. Um, but $1,200 for I a college I, basketball game? A regular season college basketball. I wouldn't pay $1,200 I don't, I don't to even go think, see Duke in a I don't think Duke and North Carolina tickets reach 1200 bucks. Yeah, they do. Okay, well, that's fair. <laughs> they, they do. Usually at Duke, they do. Like, North Carolina has a much bigger stadium. Duke gets, like, way smaller. So... And it's mostly Duke fans, you know? So it it gets pretty expensive. But I don't think I would pay $1,200 to go watch Duke in a natty. Like, for just my ticket. Like, this like this year, if it were to happen. I'd have to have money, money. Right, do, right. You know, like, I wouldn't... Like, $1,200 on a ticket to a sporting event is nowhere near in my future. Uh-uh. So, you know, uh-uh. I don't know how much money I have to be making, but... But you got to think a lot of those people like down south, they're probably, they got some money. Yeah, and it's probably a lot of like celebrities because it's a big time women's college basketball game, so they're going to show up. Uh, you know, but either way, that's just way too much fucking money. Uh, and then, you know, they, they showed Kim, Mul- Kim Mulkey on the sideline. She's not real. That's not her. Like, that's absolutely, that has to be an act. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a real person. She was wearing one of her designer jackets, you know, and it was a fucking tiger on the back. And then there's a fucking Coca-Cola logo on the front of it. Oh, yeah. No, she's getting paid. Sell out, dude. Like, that's, there's no, and then she's like yelling on the side. Like, her player literally trucked a player from South Carolina, and she's on the court fucking throwing her arms around like it wasn't a foul. And I'm like, this isn't real. Like, this isn't, <laughs> this is such an act, and no one is calling her out on it. They're like, no, this is just who she is. No, it's just because people are like, oh, yeah, now they're getting some, like, I feel like now it's just becoming a thing where it's like, even the college women's coaches are, like, obviously not all of them, but obviously Kim is buying into the fact that, like, hey, if I'm rowdy and rambunctious and yeah. I'm going to get paid. Yeah, she's uh, going to get paid. I mean, they just want a natty. So, like, she got her big extension. And now she's like, I'm going to make all the money I fucking can. Give me a huge extension and let me wear 
Coca-Cola, you know, branded jackets to all the games, especially the ones on ESPN. Yeah. I just it's it's a it's a lot for me. It's a lot for me. I don't like coaches that are that involved. No. Uh, anyways, that's all I have for sports news you did not know you cared about. Uh, we'll move on to main event. Uh, kick it off with some more bat. Uh, no, baseball. I got nothing for baseball. Um, yep, yeah, I don't know. Rangers sign a pitcher for the bullpen. That's good for them. Uh, oh, Reese Hoskins to the Brewers. That's big. Okay. Philly loses uh, one of its uh, top of the lineup bats. So we'll see how they adjust off that. Probably be fine. Probably be fine. Uh, and good for the Brewers, you know. They get another good player. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is all I have for baseball. We're getting into the slow slow moments here, Slow guys. moments, yeah. Oh, hopefully, we haven't like really talked about it, but hopefully once football season's over, we can maybe start getting chat on like once a month. Help us with some baseball talk. Yeah. Uh, I, think he, I think he said he'd be fine to do once a month, but we would have to actually like discuss that. Well, we'd have to find out days that he would work for him. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like we'd have to. Discuss he might. It. He he's probably still driving right now. He might be listening to episode 69, baby. <laughs> uh, Dude, okay, bust to you, Chad. I know that you texted Logan and told him to listen. What was the timestamp he gave you? What was the timestamp? Because he told me he, he texted me, me yesterday. I didn't even text him back. He gave me two. He gave me uh, one hour and 28 minutes. Yep. Yeah, and that's just Kyle talking about how the Lions are nothing. Okay. And then 23 minutes and 13 seconds, and that's just <clears throat> us talking about free agents. Okay, give me the same two. Yeah. What do you... What do you... Why is it so late <laughs> you know the timestamp exactly? You're like, oh, I gotta go to 23, 13. I'm gonna listen to... What, what are we? What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't. Really, I don't. I didn't. I stopped listening after like thirty seconds, and I was like, "Oh, we're talking about free agents that signed two years ago." <laughs> I yeah. Don't need to hear it. I appreciate the hell out of you, Chad. Like you're the fuck. You're, you're the man. You're the, the man. But I didn't go back and listen. <laughs> I gave. I gave the the first one a good. I like, would have listened if I didn't. Like Logan at dinner on I Tuesday. Explained what it was because yeah. I was perplexed. So like you texted me that, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the same timestamps that you gave Logan. So I'm not gonna listen. Yeah, I was perplexed by what was happening. So um, maybe there's a little bit deeper to that. Maybe we should have listened to it longer than thirty seconds. Are we bad friends? Oh, Chad, I'll listen to it for at least five minutes tomorrow. I'll listen to it five minutes. I'll listen to the entire home. episode. I'm going in and out. I'm going to be just, yeah, I'll, I'll have time to just sit in the drive-thru and listen to the whole episode. Not really, but. Yeah. Is there an, there's an in and out in Lemon Valley? Nope. No, you got to go to the one on Keystone? Yep. yep. There's nothing by my house. Well, there's plenty of stuff. There's Wingstop. And there's McDonald's. Yeah, that's, there's a good amount of Mexican food. That's fire. Um, yeah, but most of the time when I want food, I have to make a 30 minute round trip. Yeah. Not a fan. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, all right. Anyways, moving on to basketball, uh, few small pieces first, LeBron and Giannis named all-star captains officially. Um, didn't even know voting was going on, but it was, and I think it's coming to an end because LeBron and Giannis are captains. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll decide the rest of the starting lineups. And then I don't know when they'll pick, but I think it's sometime in February. Um, next piece of news. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns scores a franchise record 62 points. Uh, they lose that game to the Hornets. That's a bad team. And maybe Cat shouldn't score that much. 
Well, that's kind of where I'm going with. Is like, <laughs> Let me spread the love, Kat. Like, Kat, you, you guys are good, right? And don't get me wrong. Dropping 60 is it's fucking impressive. Huge. Hugely impressive. And you're second in the West. You're tied for first in the West. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. But so, so then losing that game to the Hornets is not like maybe it's not okay. Maybe just go get a couple more assists. Yeah, maybe like you know, you know or play defense. You know, <laughs> something, do something. Something. Melo didn't give you fifty, so I don't know who else on that team. Charlotte's can score. bad. Charlotte's very bad. They're and so Charlotte bad. Traded Terry Rozier to uh, to the Heat. Yeah, Terry Rozier's having a career fucking year. And the the he just got to offload Kyle Lowry, who has been abysmal the last like five games he was in Miami, uh, and not having a great season all around. And then they dumped off a first round pick, and that's it. Yeah. And they get Terry fucking Rozier to throw in the starting lineup to take the the scoring pressure off of Jimmy. That's insane. They lose a locker room guy, but I think people like Terry Rozier too. So I don't know. I, I that's a great trade for Miami either way. Um, and it's also good for Charlotte because they're going to move Kyle Lowry as well. Like, they'll just move him to a third team is realistically what will happen. They get a first-round draft pick. They offload a contract of a player that's good right now when they're trying to be good in, like, a decade. Uh, I mean, they'd probably like it to be sooner, but it's on pace to be fucking a decade. And Melo will leave them too. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's good for both teams, but I really like Miami, what Miami's doing contending-wise there. Uh, also... Back to the cat stuff. Huh? Big booing. Just got a uh, free 65-inch TV coming my way. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? 65-inch is pretty big. That's a big TV. That's as big as my TV. Yeah. How the fuck do you get a free 65-inch TV? <laughs> Jesse's stepdad's best bud. Good evening. He tells me he's you know, an older guy. Good evening. <laughs> do you or anyone uh, you know want a 65-inch sharp TV? Uh, my dad is looking to give it away. My understanding is it does have a problem changing inputs with the remote and takes an extra button press. After turning it on to get it to work, I doubt he tried to get a new remote for it. I was like, what year did he get it? 2018. New remote, not tried. <laughs> what did you want for it? Nothing. I'll take it. Okay. Yeah, dude, it's a free 65-inch TV. If, I mean, if it works, amazing. If not, <laughs> oh well. Cool. I'll take it to the dump because yeah. I, I got I to do a dump run at some point anyway. Yeah, dude, that, that's... Just knowing, knowing rich people is knowing old retired people that have money is so nice. <laughs> God, man, that's nice. All right, well, anyways, back to uh, basketball talk. Uh, so, Cat drops his sixty-two. Uh, unfortunately, it's also on the same night that Embiid gave Victor Wembanyama seventy crispy with eighteen rebounds in a dub. Uh, that's insane. Sixty-two is fantastic and, and it's not that far off of 70 but 70 points and 18 rebounds and it was against fucking Wembenyama just to fucking like just push him back down a little bit like hey buddy well then did you see what Pop said before the game no oh he said he was like oh yeah we're gonna do everything we can to shut him down sick we're gonna we're gonna shut him down 70 and then he puts up 70, 70 on you like 30 Three minutes or something. He was the, he he was the fastest player to seventy minutes in NBA history. I want to say. Yeah, that's uh, out of the, out of like the three or four that have done it. Like he was the fastest to do it, and yet and he got and he sat. Yeah, I'm trying to find the actual. Was this on Monday? Fuck, that was so long ago. Uh, it was in. 
37 minutes, sorry. 37 minutes. That's a normal, like, stars playing time. 37 minutes. In a 10-point win, like, you would normally play, like, you know, 37, 38 minutes. Maybe not every game of the regular season. And maybe not against the 8 and 35 Spurs. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Like, I, I, like, Tatum will have games all the time where he plays 37. Yeah. Like, they'll play a minimum of 30, usually. So, that's not an absurd amount of time to put up that many points. And then uh, someone got upset. Oh, fucking Mad Dog. You know, Chris Mad Dog Russo. Uh, his name sounds familiar. He fucking yells all the time. Okay. He's like Skip Bayless, but worse. Okay. he just is always yelling. Yeah. Um, he got upset because the, the Sixers called it the, the, the franchise scoring record, which it is. Wilt technically played in Philadelphia. Well, not technically. He played in Philadelphia, but it was for the Philadelphia Warriors who then became the San Francisco Warriors. And then he got traded back to Philly after they got the 76ers. So he played for both of them. He put up the 100 points when he was on the Philadelphia Warriors. So it was a different franchise. It just happened to play in the same city. Yeah. You know? So it is a franchise record. But he got mad, I guess, because they called it a Philly record. There's also no footage of Wilt scoring 100. And no. I won't believe it. There's fucking colorized footage of 1948. Like, uh, yeah, there, there's weird shit. There's only that picture. There's just a picture of him after, not even a picture during the game. Just after the game of him holding a sign that says 100. And they're like, yeah, he scored 100 points. We have stats for it. What do you mean you have stats for it? What do you mean? No one, when he had like 80, no one was like, someone get a camera in here. I know it's going to take 10 minutes to get set up. But get a goddamn picture of this moment. <laughs> no one. I just don't believe it. I know it happened. But no, like, I, no now, now you're making me think this is a whole fabrication whole job. And I'm starting to think Kobe is the highest scorer in Ever. a single game. I think so, too. We have it on footage. We have it on footage. We have it on great footage. That's the only proof. What is the other proof other than that picture? There is a box score. I don't. See, I don't know if there are any witnesses. I are there any witnesses alive? Didn't happen. Did anybody watch? Will <laughs> score a hundred. It's a great search line into Google. No, they have like timestamps. He scored a seventy ninth point with seven minutes fifty one seconds left. Where's the picture? Where are we? The 4,000 spectators screamed. <laughs> 4,000, dude. There's like 50,000 in a game now. I don't know. I'm starting to, I'm starting to think really this, 50, this never happened. Like, yeah. After we reached 80, they started yelling for 100. I love that they skipped 90. They were like, who gives a shit about 90? Straight to 100. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's This is my Roman Empire. That Wilt <laughs> didn't score Wilt didn't 100. Score 100. Uh, no, I, I what is it? What okay? What is that thing with the Roman Empire? Jesse tried like so Jesse like, one day asked me. Was, she was like, she was like, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Oh my I'm like, god, dude, we just beat the Heat by 33. Uh, it was a trend on. Yeah, uh, Jesse asked me one day. She was like, yeah. how often do you think about the Roman? Empire? It was a trend on, Twitter and I was like, honestly, like every once in a while. Yeah, it was a trend on TikTok because girls would just go up to their boyfriends and they would say, hey, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And they're like, every day. <laughs> and then like 
it escalated from there. It went viral. Uh, you know, it was like, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? It's like, I have a PowerPoint. Do you want to just look at it? You know? Like, <laughs> um, and then now it's just become like, what is that thing for you that's like, I think about this every day? It's my Roman Empire. Yeah, it's my Roman Empire. Uh, yeah. The internet's a crazy place, man. It's a fucking crazy place. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, give him 70. On Women Yama 2 is crazy. And then when we had to fucking play Chet like the like two days later. Um, and that was actually a decent matchup. Um, Chet's Thunder, better, Thunder though. Thunder 1, obviously. Chet's better. I think Wemby's better. Wemby's just playing on a minutes restriction. Well, he also doesn't have anybody. Yeah. At least Chet has SGA. Well, Chet has SGA. He has Josh Giddy. You know, controversially, Jalen Williams, Lou Dort, Poku on the bench. He only played five minutes. That's that's why they lost. You got to play Poku more minutes, man. Uh, and then, yeah, Wemby went for 24-12 with four blocks. And Chet went for 17, nine, and three blocks. Good matchup. Wemby did that in 28 minutes. Update. Pistons won, though. Yeah, dude. They beat, uh, they beat the Hornets. <laughs> Tough. Beat the Hornets. Uh, they also beat the Wizards earlier this week. Wizards are just really bad. That, Kyle Kuzma famously tweeted, at this point, just don't be that. Don't, don't be that team. Don't be that team. You be that team. You, you be that, that team. team. Lost of the fucking business, dude. Tough look. Uh, they I, only have two more wins than the Pistons. Yeah, I know. He shouldn't be talking. Wizards are so bad. And Kyle Kuzma, like... You're not even really that good. Yeah. He's not like that good. He's good. He deserves a starting job in the NBA. Don't but, get me wrong. But not. he's the face of the franchise. Yeah, you're not a face That's of a franchise. Him and Jordan Poole. Those are two guys that are not the face of the franchise. And they are both the face of the franchise. And I and I mean, you would have asked me that. No, I would have said De'Aaron Fox. I was thinking about Sacramento. And I was like, I don't know if Sabonis can be the face of a franchise. But I guess he was an indie and he lived up to the billing too. So I take that. I haven't seen that ever. Yeah. There's at least it's a guy, you know, that you're like, no, that's a guy. Like that's tough. Even Toronto, it's like, oh, Pascal Siakam, you can't market the guy. Well, he's really good at basketball though. So yeah. it's okay that he's the guy. I can't think of another team that just doesn't have an actual star. It's a bad look. Bad look. Uh for our nation's capital. Uh okay. <laughs> oh, other biggest news we have is the Milwaukee Bucks fire Adrian Griffin. Forty three games into There's his gotta first be something he, from what I've heard, terrible in the locker room. Okay, I haven't like, heard anything, but like... Not like he's like a dictator or anything. He just like, no one... It felt like, from the articles I've read throughout this season, it felt like no one respected him. Which is tough when you're everybody's boss. Yeah. Um, Like, they had like meetings like where he would ask the team, like, well, what do you guys want to do? It's like, mm, you can't. You have an MVP on your team. You have title aspirations. You cannot be asking, how do you guys think we solve the problem? Nope. Control the locker room, dude. <laughs> like, um, as much as, like, I'll give Steve Kerr shit for being a good coach when he had fucking the rosters he had. Mm-hmm. The only time he would do shit like that was when, like, they were winning a game by, like, 30, and he would be like, Draymond, call a play. That's fun. <laughs> you know? We're not, we're not. How do we solve this actual problem? Right. You know? Uh, so it's just a tough look for, for him, I think. Then they asked Giannis about it afterwards, and he was like, oh, I didn't know it was happening, but 
Yeah, cool, we got knocked now. He didn't seem to be shaken up about it. So, and also, you can't convince me Giannis didn't know what was happening. Oh, no. Um, they, they completely were probably like, Giannis, like, Giannis what, do what do you want? <laughs> and he was like, no, I get him out of here. And then went to Doc Rivers, who, you know, it's not a good coach. Probably going to blow it again. Yeah, absolutely blow it again. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to play He'll the lose a game seven I can't to you guys. I, I now cannot wait to play the Bucks in the playoffs. Yeah, he'll lose a game seven to I you just guys. hope we avoid the heat. At this point, <laughs> I would like to avoid the Heat and play the Bucks, and I don't care who else. I, we'll be fine against Philly too. Oh, you, you, I would like Philly and uh, Miami to play on the other side of the bracket. You know, let Philly one fin- of them get let rid Philly of them. finishes the two seed. Miami finishes the you know seven seed they don't give a shit about the regular season. Nope. And let the two of them battle it out in the first round. I'm okay with that. Or let them be the three four. Yeah. You know, I don't care. It's fine with me. Either way, uh, you know, that's your decisions, Milwaukee. Good luck with it. Uh, oh, my camera went away. No. Oh, it did go away. In other news, the South Carolina LSU game is pretty good. 70-70. You're going to give me your camera again. Okay. Unfortunately. That's fine. You ready? Yep. Lowercase U. Capital C-H-R. Lowercase h XE. It was the same one. Yep. But it didn't pop back up. Do I need to refresh? You might need to refresh. Reload. Apologize for the technical difficulties. It's giving me the same one. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, close it out and go to yeah, video no, and enter again. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm that, yeah. yeah do, do the old classic full reload. All right. I got it. Still all letters. Okay. Lowercase G B U J capital W lowercase V capital D lowercase A B. That's a long one. Yeah, extremely long. Maybe that's why. <laughs> not working? It's not working. I do see myself, so Alright, give me to me one more time. Maybe I entered it wrong. Alright, lowercase G B U J capital W lowercase V capital D lowercase A V. Oh, that's why I think. Yeah. There I am. There you are. Alright. Alright. Back you know, back sorry to take you guys away from the riveting conversation that we were just having. Yeah. Uh yeah, South Carolina LSU, good game. Anyways. Um that's it for basketball. I don't have anything else for basketball. Okay. Move on to fighting. Let's do it. Dwayne The Rock Johnson joining the executive board of the uh, TKO group, the joint UFC WWE venture. Um, I think that's the best decision they made. Great marketing. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. And it just, he sells. Like, just put him in any ad and it'll sell, you know? Yeah. People will tune in just because he's there. Uh, let him tweet about it. People will buy your pay-per-views. So this is the best decision they could have made, I think. Uh, Frankie Edgar becomes the first 2024 inductee for the uh, UFC Hall of Fame. He was inducted at the uh, first pay-per-view event of the year this past Saturday. Um, congrats to him. Fucking cool video. It's always nice seeing, like... It's starting to get where now it's guys that I have watched a lot of. Yeah. That are starting to get inducted. And I'm like, oh, actually, like, like you know, a few years ago, it was like, ah, oh, yeah, that guy retired when I was 12. I don't know who the fuck he is. Uh, 
This is weird for me, but congrats, Frank Yeager. Good for you. Uh, UFC 297 recap time. Uh, really wish Kyle was here. Watch fight with him, and I'm sure he remembers more than I do, and how the fights actually went. Uh, but I'm going to do my best. We will do our best. Yeah. To uh, give you the rundown here uh, and talk about the main event. Start with uh, early prelims. Jasmine Sudavicious did kill Priscilla Cacucciera. Performance of the night. Yes. Anaconda choke almost at the end of the fight. <clears throat> one of the judges, Sal D'Amato, one of the bigger judges, scored the second round of this fight a 10-7. Oh, was it that bad? It was that bad. She... In going into the the third round, Suda Vicious going into the third round, Jasuda Vicious was up on strikes. Three hundred twenty six to twenty six. Yeah, I think going into the third round, Jasuda Vicious was up on strikes two hundred and eighty to four. Oh my god! Total strikes. Oh my god! So eighty four significant head strikes, and she got choked out. Yeah, so at ten seven. Everything else, I assume, would have been 10-9. Probably 10-8 in the first round. We got a 10-8 first round. I would have. I wanted this fight to go to decision. I want to see the scorecards of 30-24. And you're like, what the fuck? 30-24? <laughs> How did you get there? Like, it was like, that bad. That's what I would have wanted to see. Oh, uh, my God. Like, all 10-8s and then a 10-7. That would have been 20, 23-23. 30-23. You, you scored 23 points in a three-round fight. That's bad. But you get nine for just not dying. And you died that many times. Well, it was a three-round fight, right? Yeah. So, the, so what's the least she could possibly get? Well, if you're giving 10 sevens. Let's say she got two 10-8s and a 10-7, right? I think that's... So two, uh, three 10-8s would be 24. So it's 23. That would have been hilarious. 3-23. You lost more points in a three-round fight than anyone in a five-round fight has ever lost. <laughs> That's wild. Oh, you lost by seven. Priscilla. I you think lost it's, by seven points in I a three-round fight. I think it's time fight. to hang it up, Priscilla. Um, okay. Then Jillian Robertson had a fight. That was cool. Didn't uh, Don't remember it because the Packers game was on. Uh, this guy, Siri, he, Sidi, Sidi, came out with a joint Canadian-Ukrainian flag. I was very confused. Yeah. Because the fights were in Canada. He's Ukrainian. It then made sense to me. But I was looking at the colors of this flag. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Well, he lost. So, you know. He did lose. Split decision, though. So, he made it close. Charles Rajane, Sean Woodson. Sean Woodson doesn't look like he should be a fighter. But but he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. No, he's good. And he beat, No, he's not good. Well, he's 11-1-1. One one. I'd say that's decent, at least. I guess so. It's fine. It's fine. Didn't pick apart Charles Jordan, but won by split decision. So, again, did what he needed to. Bracketona loses uh, to Garrett Armfield. I, I choose to believe it's Katana. I know that's not how you I spell know, Katana. I know. I also want to believe it's Katana. And then they say Katona, and I'm like, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. But Just now here tell I am. Him, tell everyone it's Katana. Yeah, but now here I am, you know, calling him. Mobstar Evluev destroys Arnold Allen, not destroys, but the two rounds he won were pretty clear from what I remember. Uh, Chris Curtis 
Good for him for just fighting for under him. Russia. Bad for not, judges. Not Chris Curtis. Um, I was just saying uh, the Mosvart. He's just straight oh, up Mozart, fighting yeah. under the Russian flag. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, dude, and he's eighteen and zero. I wouldn't fuck with that guy. No, but Chris Curtis. Good, good for him, right? Wins his I fight. did not wish, watch this one. I watched the other three. Yeah, I didn't watch this one either. Well, I, I kind of did. But just take a look at the scorecards and tell me how this makes any sense. And this is, again, I know we harp on this, I feel like, every other pay-per-view. I, I mean, I'm not looking at the scorecards, but he has more total strikes, more significant strikes. No, look at strikes. the three scores. Like, the, the three scores. Where's the three scores at? Like, right under final S, uh, split decision. I'm on UFC.com. Oh, no, you need to go to ESPN. I couldn't get to UFC on ESPN. I'll just tell you then. Save us some time. Okay. 30-27, 30-27, 28-29. Uh, so two of the judges had him winning every single round, and another judge had him losing two rounds. Hmm. Most odd. This is this is why the judging needs some more, like, common ground here. Well, hey, dude, maybe Mark andre just really tore it up in that last round, but also looked ugly. I don't know. Just the... <laughs> It just doesn't make, I just don't get it. The judging, the judging has needed an adjustment for a long time. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Neil Magny uh, got his ass kicked by Mike Malott. For for three, for two and three quarters rounds, yeah. and then Neil Magny comes in at the end and Mike gets Malott it done. Mike has no round game. None. It was bad. Neil Magny put him on his back, and the guy laid there and was like, well, this is where the fight ends. I, cannot, like, I can't. Get I can't defend it. Just openly admitted it. This guy was like supposed to be on the rise, young up and comer, ten and two. You're ten one and one. Like you can't have that performance against Neil Magny. Not against Neil Magny. The guys, the guys, so old. <laughs> kick his ass, dude. You were kicking his ass. <laughs> Come on, we're working him. And you took him down. He took him down four times. How do you shoot for six takedowns and have no takedown defense and no ground defense? I don't know, man. Dude, Mike Malott, bad look, dude. Abysmal look. It wasn't a Neil Magny, dude. Neil Magny's got the biggest nose. They know his nose is the size of your head, Mike. How do you miss? <laughs> uh, Raquel Pennington and Myra Bueno Silva, and for the uh, bantamweight title for women. Uh, after it was I mean, vacated, it was another ass kicking. After it was vacated by Amanda Nunes, and yeah, Raquel Pennington absolutely beat the brakes off Myra. Definitely won four of the five rounds. Um, won four of the five rounds, and one of the judges gave a ten eight. So we seem to be on par here with the scoring, but yeah, nothing really to talk about here. I think Pennington was the heavy favorite coming in anyways. And the only piece of talking is that Amanda Nunes like was cryptic about maybe coming back. And I don't like that. She retired like six months ago. Did you not think in the regular amount of time it was going to take you from when you would fight to when you fight your next fight that you'd get the itch again? Yeah. Like, come on. Don't don't do that. Just stay retired. You're the goat. You don't need to come back and beat somebody that you everybody knows you were gonna beat. You yeah. need to come back and prove it to anybody. Just live your life. Go to the events. Have a fun time. She yeah. like you were there. She hugged Raquel Pennington's like wife. Come on, dude. <laughs> Just it's okay. Yeah. Uh the main event though, Sean Strickland Dragus Duplessis. I'm curious about your thoughts on this. Cause I had it scored this way. Or I had it 48, 47 Duplessis. And watching it with Kyle, we were both under this. We both agreed we would score at Duplessis 48, 47. And Kyle called 
the scores being two 48-47s for Duplessis and one 48-47 for Strickland. I can so I could, like I had Duplessis winning at the end of it. Um, I had like we talked about it a little bit on Tuesday. I definitely had Strickland with the first and fifth round. Um, I had Duplessis winning the two through four rounds. Yes. Um, however, I could have seen one of the judges giving one of those round three. Round two, I think. Yeah, round two was probably the closest. I could see one of them giving it to Strickland. Um, I wasn't. I wouldn't have been blown off the brakes if uh, Strickland won. I wouldn't like, damn it, you know, like it was a very close fight. However, I can't understand why some people are upset when like you had a champion and you have to go out there and beat the champion. But as a champion, you have to go out there and defend yourself or like defend the belt. And like, I don't think Strickland did a good enough job defending his belt. You know, like I mean, you get you let Duplessis get to you. You, I mean, Strickland. They kept on talking about the entire fight. How no one's ever been able to really take down Strickland. I know it never turned into anything, right? Like, it didn't turn into shit. And at the end of every single takedown, Strickland got up. But six takedowns, th- that's points. You, you get you get scored points on that. Like, I was, I was sitting there reading comments, like, on Instagram about this shit. And it's like, oh, those t- takedowns didn't mean shit. You know what that is? That's points. Duplessis scoring points right there. Yeah. Like, the, we're, we're not talking about just, like, it's not two dudes brawling and who looks better. Like, this is a point-scoring type system. That people like like regular fans don't necessarily understand. Like that's why I wish Kyle was here. Like those are points. Like Duplessis is getting points for getting a takedown. Yes, and it's also so we were talking about the again it's UFC scoring. It's about round by round. No one gives a shit what happened in the last round. It's about this round. So yeah, Strickland wins the first round. Second round is is close, but I think the deciding factor there, the second round, which is like probably the most controversial, because you and I would both say clearly Duplessis won three or four. Kyle would say Duplessis clearly won three and four. Online fans gave round three to Strickland by .02. So they gave him 9.502. And it's only because he had two more total strikes. Right. And the thing is... Those are the rounds where Duplessis was attacking and getting those takedowns. And no, he wasn't doing much with it. Round three, he didn't get any takedowns. No, round uh, two. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so round two, like rounds two, three, and four is when he was attacking. Um, he got he got his takedowns in those three rounds. I, I is what I meant. Uh, not like just in each round, but in inside of those three. It's probably just rounds two and four. Then I think is when he got most of his takedowns or all of them. But he was the aggressor. He was getting to the ground. He wasn't maybe doing anything with it, but he's and he's getting touched here and there. But a takedown means more, I think, to judges. Like like a big time takedown, or if you stop an attack and get a guy on the ground, it means a little bit more to the judges than like landing a one two jab combo. Or no know? no Strickland's just and he landed so many strikes. He landed and a lot. Plus his face, his face got fucked up. Yeah, but so does Strickland's. Yeah, it must did look way worse, but. It's not how the, the fight is scored. It's round by round. It's not who has the most damage. And that pissed Kyle and I off. Because fucking Dominic Cruz commentating this fucking fight. I don't think he should have a job anymore. Dominic Cruz fought in the UFC for a long time. Mm-hmm. While it was him, DC, and John Anik on the call. No Bisping. No Joe Rogan. Unfortunate. Yeah. Gotta settle for Dom. But he actively said in like the third round of this fight something along the lines of like yeah but if you cut if you cut a guy open that changes like how the scoring looks at the end 
It shouldn't. But I think what he's saying is like no. the judges will take into account that something like that. No, I know, but he. But, but then John, I don't remember exactly how he said it, but he said it in a way that implied that as long as the other guy is looks more fucked up at the end of the fight, like that's your chance of winning. But I don't like. He was ignoring round by round scoring. He was like, in the UFC, that'll win you fights. And then John Anik immediately was like, "Well, I mean, it that's not really how the fights scored. Like it's scored round by round, and it's more about <laughs> strategy." John was like, "Don't cut no." And then like they like would get into it, and it was one of those things where like they weren't trying to be dicks and be like, "No, you fucking idiot. That's not how the sc- how how you got CT. <laughs> how long have you been fighting in this sport? And you don't know how the scoring works." You probably had fights where you won and you looked worse coming out of the octagon. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you trying to make a point about this? And where Dominic Cruz didn't want to be wrong, so they would just kind of sit in silence for a few seconds. And then, like, one of them would say, like, their side again, but, like, not as strong. It's like, cut does go a long way, though. (laughs) It's like a little bit of silence, and the other side's like, yeah, in that round. (laughs) Like, it's, it's kind of like, awkward tension I felt. I was like, oh boy, I don't like this at all. Like, it's all cringy. It's like, oh. It's like, uh, dude, just take your L, man. It's okay. Like, whatever. But, um, either way, it was a phenomenal fight. Like, close. You know, it wasn't like this bloodbath. It wasn't something crazy. But like, it was a back and forth fight. Very evenly matched. Strickland outlanded. Duplessis had, I think, the better strategy. I don't know. I was, I was a fan of it all in all. Uh, it will be Duplessis and Izzy. It won't be a rematch of this, um, and I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see Duplessis and and Izzy get their uh, get their fight that they were supposed to have when Izzy was champ, and now it's you know Duplessis. And it's a very interesting storyline here. Well, maybe not a storyline, but I, I thought about it. Um, Dragon Duplessis, you know, he had the whole thing of you know I'm the only African, like I, I'll be the only African champion because Usman it, it doesn't live in Nigeria, you know, and. Uh, and Ganu, like, I, the Ganu one I never really understood, but, um, like, maybe, like, the, fr- like, France thing, because he was in France for a while, I don't even know, but he was like, no, no, I, I, like, live in South Africa, I train, I would be in the only African champion, and it was, like, a whole thing, because it's like, mm, I mean, you know what you're implying here, uh, mm. but at the same time, I was thinking about it, and I was like, dude, this guy's got the Frenchest fucking name. His his family's fucking all colonizers. You can't brag about being from Africa and your family yeah, was the problem. Like, yeah, but, you know, I mean, like, it is what it is. It, it's just hilarious because... He was born in Africa, though. I know he was, but, you know, so was fucking Lindsay Lohan's character in Mean Girls. Like, were we going to fucking call her African? She Was she born in Africa? I don't think she was born in Africa. No, no, her, I don't think she was either. I think she, like, spent time as a child she there. She spent a lot of time. Yeah, but she wasn't. But Drikus was was born in Africa. He is technically an African. You can't. No, I know. I get it. You can't. You can't do that. He's got colonizer blood. That's why he wasn't going to fight Izzy when Izzy was a champ. He had to take the belt from him first, and now we'll fight him. Okay, colonizer blood. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, I'm excited for that fight. Uh, I don't know when it's going to happen. Probably in like six months. But I'm looking forward to it. That'll be a good fight. And that wraps it up for fighting news. Uh, we'll move on from there to hockey. Uh, checking on hockey standings really quickly. Because we haven't checked in on standings in a while. No, we have not. So let's check. Bruins still at the top. Uh, seven points clear at the Panthers in the Atlantic Division. Rangers and Hurricanes 
in a tightly contested battle at the top of the metro, separated by two points. In the uh, bottom of the tables, gotta look at the bottom tables always. Blue Jackets, bad, 37 points, 46 games. Uh, Ottawa Senators, 38 points. Bad teams. bad teams. Western Conference, <laughs> Winnipeg Jets and Avalanche. Avalanche catching up. Yeah, Avalanche Win- catching up. Jets, Jets had a huge. Jets had a huge lead though. Yeah, the Jets had a huge lead. Uh, they do have two games in hand uh, with being tied at points, but that's still very tightly contested. Stars still up there as well, and that's it. It's top three, and there's a big drop off. So that's your top three at bottom: Chicago Blackhawks, No Bedard hurting them. They're three and seven in their last ten. Yeah, they wouldn't. They weren't much better before, but. At least they had a bright spot. Yeah. Now they don't. In the Pacific, the Canucks and the Knights still at the top. Canucks starting to pull away, though, uh, after the Golden Knights' hot start. They are cooling off. And the Canucks are seven points clear of the of the Knights. Can we talk about the Edmonton Oilers winning 14 in a row? Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> that's real good. That's, that, this is, they are now sitting in the table where we would expect them to be and rising. I'm, I'm, I'm just like an Edmonton Oilers fan, dude, you know? Yeah, I think it's fair. I love the hell out of that team. We, we, they've kind of been the podcast team. Well, it's supposed to be the Kraken, but I feel like it's... It's the Oilers. It's the Oilers. <laughs> it's got the best, you have the best two players in hockey. How do you not watch them? And they them? suck. <laughs> How do you not I watch I mean, they're them? good enough to make the playoffs, but yeah. they suck. Yeah. It's like... No, it's not the same thing. No, never. Uh, and then the bottom, still Sharks. Still Sharks right now. Ducks making it close. Uh, but... They have they, well, no. The Sharks are on a three-game winning streak, so we might be in danger next week. But uh, we're not in danger. <laughs> we, including Kyle. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> God, give fuck, dude. Yeah, Your dude. ducks suck so bad, ducks dude. Suck, dude, I can't. I don't. It hurt me to say that because I know I'm not talking about my ducks, but I don't like saying that. What ducks suck? Oh yeah, no, yeah, that, like that's, that's that. fair. That's fair. Like you, yeah, you shouldn't be. Didn't saying roll that. off my tongue right. Maybe just Anaheim sucks. Yeah. Fuck Anaheim. Yeah. LA Idiots. Wannabes. Uh, okay. Then we'll uh, move on to golf. Golf. Um, yeah, break. Yeah. Take a break. Uh, the American Express. Um, quickly, before I go over like the big boom of this tournament, uh, big bust to Ricky Fowler. Um, you get three days to make the cut. Uh, oh, yeah. Ricky Fowler uh, shot a 76 on Saturday. Uh, finished uh, damn near the bottom. There's about 10 people behind him. Oh, boy. Um, so Ricky Fowler did really bad. Um, I mean, the cut was minus 13, um, so a lot of high scores be had out there. Um, however, um, I was going to have this my boom, but then I was like, I'm going to be talking about it anyway, so I'm just going to get it out of the way right now. Big boom, Nick Dunlap. He was an amateur entering this tournament. Yeah. Uh, won the tournament, doesn't get to take home any of the money. Uh, I didn't look into what happens with the money, uh, but he doesn't get to take home any of That's it. That's such bullshit. Such bullshit. Oh, because you're an amateur. Such bullshit. Oh. Um, Christian Bazudahoot, uh, South African, uh, gets second place. What a name. Uh, yeah, Kevin Yu. Uh, Xander Shoffley. Then we get into some names we know. Uh, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas, Adam Hadwin, Sam Burns, Keith Mitchell, um, JT Poston, um, Tom Hoagie. Scotty Scheffler finishes tied for 17th. Minwoo Lee, who is a big favorite this week, finishes tied for 21st. Um, he still is a name to watch out for. I'd be I'd be weary of Minwoo Lee. Uh, Tony Finau, uh, Zach Johnson, stuff like that. Uh, great tournaments. Uh, Will Zalatoris makes uh, 
a big comeback uh, from his injuries. Uh, he finishes out tied for 34th. Doesn't sound great. Um, but I was watching the tournament on Thursday and Friday, or Thursday, and he was even through like 12. Uh, ended up shooting about four under on Thursday and then started picking it up. So good for um, Will Zalatoris. Um, he's playing this week as well this week. Um, so congrats, Nick Dunlap. Uh, obviously, got some big things to come. Um, he's the only, like, the second closest amateur to win a tournament. The other one was Jordan Spieth way back when, when Jordan Spieth was 19 years old. Jesus. Um, Jordan Spieth won the John Deere Invitational uh, way back in the day. Not way back in the day, but, you know, long enough ago. Now it is the Farmers Insurance Open uh, with uh, Steven Yeager uh, winning or uh, leading the tournament after two days. And I don't know. I thought this tournament starts today. Um Turnout started yesterday. I, I don't know. Uh, Steven Yeager, though, I know who that is. Uh, he used to play in the Corn Ferry Tour uh, and was an absolute force on the Corn Ferry Tour. So good f- job seeing Steven Yeager up here um, competing. Um, and then Nikolai Hushgard, I don't know. Thomas Dietrich. Uh, Tony Finau is playing in this tournament, so he's tied for fifth right now. Other than that, though, not a lot of big names in this, which is actually really surprisingly. You still have uh, Xander Shoffley, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, um, you got players like Mackenzie Hughes, Scott Stallings, not something everyone will know, but, um, I do. Uh, but other than that, Patrick Cantlay is playing it. looks like, um, I know for a fact that Ricky's not playing in it. Um, because if he is, might as well just drop out if you're not in the top 50 at this point, you know what I mean? Max Homa, uh, Min Lee again, uh, either way though, um, nothing crazy happening in golf right now. Um, uh, just cause it's so early. Um, uh, but Congratulations to Nick Dunlap. That is huge for you. And then um, upcoming schedule. Give me a second. So we have the Farmers Insurance Open right now. Then next week we'll have the AT&T Pebble Breeze Pro-Am, which is a fun tournament to watch. Uh, Jordan Spieth should be in that. Um, and then after that, during Super Bowl weekend, Waste Management Phoenix Open. Uh, that's always a fun time. So look forward to that, guys. All right. That wraps it up for a main event. Time to get into some football. Uh, we're going to hit it off first. I don't have any college news. Yeah, no college news this week. So we're just going to jump straight into the uh, coaching conversations. We had a few guys get hired. Oh, I'm sorry. One quick note before coaching stuff. Keshan Butte uh, arrested today. Oh, uh, not great. No. Did you see why? No. Illegally bet. Oh, God. When he was in college. Okay. On himself. Oh. Also... Well, like, what was the bet he was making? Like, him to score and have over yards. That's a good bet. Yeah, he also made 9,000 other bets in a year. Bold move. Bold move. I respect the hell out of it. Hell yeah, dude. Does he have a problem? Bet on yourself, dude. Does he have a problem? Yeah. Absolutely. That's 9,000 bets in 365 days. That's 30 a day. Thereabouts. That's... Booming to you, Sean. Hope you get like that problem fixed as far as like an addiction problem that you got going yeah. on. I think However, dude, personality. good for betting on yourself, man. Yeah, no, no I respect not the like, hell like bet hey, on I'm betting on LSU to lose because we suck. Yeah, like you're betting on yourself to score a touchdown and get like over 100 yards because you're like, hey, I'm the best. I got this. Yeah, and then he didn't really bet on like college football that much. He bet on everything else. Oh man, see, like you should be able to bet on stuff. You know? Yeah. It's it's tough. I don't know how. I much, think he should get like know. suspended for betting like on himself and stuff like that. Like I understand those rules behind well, it, but like yeah. if you want to bet on like Premier League soccer, go do it, man. Yeah. Well, and also said that he used an alias to do it. I'm sure you have. And to. I'm like, what? just get a friend. Well, yeah, I probably that's probably what the like, alias is. No, I, I I thought they meant like 
Because he was doing... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I don't like them using Alias there, though. Alias is like... I know, yeah, I know, Hidden but identity. it's probably just a friend like, hey, go I put guess. like 50 bucks on this. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Anyways, uh, yeah, 8,900 bets. That's why I rounded to 9,000, and I'm going to call it 30 a day for a year. Yeah. That's fucking absurd. I I like, I like, thought about it, and I was like, 9,000 bets? I don't know if I've ever, I've even made 9,000 bets. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I, I've, I've made 9,000. I've made 9,000 bets. And then I did the math on it real quick, and I was like, 30 a day for a year? Hell no, I haven't fucking made 9,000 bets. It's fucking crazy. Respect, though. You got the money? He does. I want to know what he came out with. Or if he broke even. If you break even after 9,000 bets, call it a day. You're the luckiest man alive. Call it a day. Uh... Okay, now we'll move into the coaching conversations. Uh, save mine for last. Uh, but we'll start with uh, Antonio Pierce, the most obvious one, officially named the Raiders' next head coach. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Chad. Rightfully so. That's that's the guy. That's the guy. And you know what I loved about his press conference? Uh, he came out and said, hey, um, like, winning the division is our vision. Yep. Like, it's not our goal. It's not. It's not this. It's not that. It's just our vision. Me That's what Chad, we want to do. Me and Chad, top two, top two, of the AFC West next year. <laughs> I'd love to see it. I fucking hope so. I'd love to see it. And then he was like, "Our mission statement was, uh, or like to win the division, or so, you know, something like that." He didn't say like, "Oh, we're gonna go win a Super Bowl." It's like, no, we don't. We're gonna win the division. No, well, like, he didn't even say that. He just said, "That's what we want." Yeah. I mean, he said it like way more hardcore and yeah. stuff like that, and like. Like, but I'd, I'll run through a brick wall for Antonio yeah, Pierce, dude. That, no, that guy is the right guy for the job, fits the culture, the guys love him. That's what really fucking matters for a head coach. Um, Chad, I texted Chad, congrats, and he was like, thanks. Like, now it's just like, who's going to be the OC? And that's fair. You know, he's going to have to bring in a new offensive coordinator, and that's, you know, we'll see what happens there. I also think, who is that quarterback? If it's still Aiden O'Connell, I think. I think, I honestly, Aiden O'Connell can do it. I don't know. Like not looks, like not like I think you do it for a year while you try to figure out your team. Yeah, because like my only thing is I don't think Aiden O'Connell can lead the Raiders unless that that defense is gonna have to be the best defense in the league if the Raiders are gonna win the AFC West with Aiden O'Connell at quarterback. Well, I, that's the whole thing. I don't think Adrian Pierce is thinking about winning the AFC West AFC West next year. Yeah, and that's it's not his plan of attack. He's like, dude, that's not our plan of attack. We are going to be good. Like, that's a plan. Yeah. But, like, to try to topple the Chiefs and hopefully, the Chargers, Chargers. And and then who knows what's going on with the Broncos. They kind of look like they're in shambles right now, but you have Sean Payton, so something's going to be happening over there. I think the Broncos are in shambles, but I agree with you. You never know with Sean Payton. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. The right hire, the perfect hire. Love that. Next one we're going to talk about is uh, the Titans hiring Brian Callahan to be their next head coach. Uh, this was the the replacement for Mike Vrabel. I, uh, I I love what you said when I when we talked about it right before the podcast, guys. I you know we mentioned oh, yeah. it, and Logan was like, "I didn't know who that guy was." Yeah, and he, like I didn't know who the name was either. Yeah, but once you hear who it was, it was yeah. like, "Oh, that could work yeah. out great." I wasn't familiar with your work, Brian Kelly. <laughs> I wasn't. Oh man, Brian! I didn't know. I wasn't familiar familiar with your resume. Yeah, that's, yeah. You, you know, you, that's a perfect example of what a resume does for you. Yeah, exactly. Like, you oh, know, shit. <laughs> this guy's You're got hired. it. This guy's You're got hired it on the spot. Yeah, he's yes, yeah, so Brian Callahan. 
Bengals offensive coordinator. That'll get you, that'll get you, a, head <laughs> that'll get you a head coaching job. And I think it'll be great for Will Levis. Oh, it's going to be amazing for Will Levis. Um, especially if they are able to keep DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, what's that other wide receiver? Traylon Burks. Traylon if, Burks. He if he could stay healthy. Um, especially if you're able to keep Derrick Henry somehow. Dude, Nick Even if not, I think Ty, Ty J Spears is a good enough running back. Uh, we'll see. Um, I think Ty J. I think the, Ty J had flashes. I think they might move on. And if they don't want to pay, I don't know when Derrick Henry's contract. He's up. old. Derrick Henry's getting yeah, old. That's what I'm saying. Like, but I, I, I'm sitting on a signature card, uh, Tajay rookie card right now. So if you guys want to start him and he blows up, hell yeah, let me know. <laughs> hell yeah, I'm sitting on it. <laughs> I that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is great for Will Levis though, and then yeah, they need to get another weapon for him though. Um, it's it's they have a I forget who their tight end is. I think they have like a younger tight end. I forgot. Uh, but yeah, Traylon Burks. D hop for another year, not gonna happen. I don't think. Is he still on a contract? Traylon? No. Uh, D hop. Yeah. It was a two year deal. I think. Well, I don't think it was one year. Let's look it up. Let me look know. it up. I'll look it up. I don't know who would sign D hop to more than a one year deal. I think you're right. I think he might be on it. And he's gonna chase a ring next year. Because he was trying to do this past year, and no no contender wanted to sign him because he was demanding way too much money, and then he got paid and went and played for a shit team and i think now he can say you know what i'll take a julio two-year contract two years that's dumb that's dumb no it's not for him he's well he's yeah stuck in Tennessee. unless he was like unless he thinks when he signed that contract if he thought i have three more good enough years left in me that i can play two waste away in tennessee and get paid and then go chase a ring my third my third year and then i can call it quits or maybe i could push it to a fourth but we're starting to push it now yeah because he didn't do anything last year. Well, this year, Bengals tag T. Higgins. Next year, T. Higgins walks. Bengals get DeAndre Hopkins with Jamar Chase. That could work. Yeah, and you're getting D. Hop that's old old, and losing T. Higgins in his prime. But it's going to be way less money. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard rumors about T. Higgins going to the Rams. Not from anyone credible. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I heard Garrett Wilson wants uh, Calvin Ridley and T. Higgins. I'm like, that's a lot of good receivers in one room, Garrett. <laughs> Where do you think you fit in? Well, obviously, he, I think he, Garrett fits he, in he, very he, well. He fits in very well, but there's just too many fucking mouths to feed. It's okay to have one other star next to you. So we'll have to see what happens there. But do love that hire by the Titans. And then skip my hire. Cover the last two from today. Uh, Panthers hired Dan Canales as the next head coach. Who's that? He was the, he was the offensive coordinator in Tampa Bay. And you and look at him, look up a picture of him, tell me he doesn't look like one of these young offensive coordinator become head coaches. What's his name? Dan. And his last name is C-A-N-A-L-E-S. He fucking looks like just, yeah, that's, that's a head coach in the NFL. That's what that guy looks like. Not sure what. Oh, uh, this guy. Right, my thing the right guy. This guy. Oh boy. Yeah. That's those are not good pictures that it pulled up of him. I'm gonna look up Bucks. Ah, this, this, this one right here. That guy. That looks like a guy. Oh, that, yeah, that's head coach. That looks. That's like a head guy coach. That's gonna just become head coach. And he's probably gonna be good. Yeah, he he coached Baker Mayfield to like a, how many yards this season? Let's take a look. Stats. Regular season. 
leaders. Dude, he's kind of hot, dude. He threw for four. He, Baker Mayfield threw for four thousand yards with this guy. That'll get you a head coaching job. This guy's a stud too. This guy's a stud. Look yeah. at him, dude. He looks like he hits the weight room like yeah, every no, single no. day. Dude. Every time they would cut to him on the bench, like I would be watching like like Eagles Bucks, right? Jesus and, Christ, like, this guy's cut as fuck. They'd cut to him on the bench, and I was like, I don't know who the fuck that guy is, but I'd fuck him. <laughs> Jesus, dude, I, I. <sighs> yeah. There's some smoke shows. <laughs> There's coaches, some dude. smoke shows, dude. But fuck, man. But yeah, what but, are we doing, man? We got to lose some weight, hit the gym, and then dude, start coaching. Yeah. I like this plan. Yeah. I like the plan. I'm in. We start Pop Warner, right? Move, work our way up. Hell yeah, dude. And then we start doing some high school. I always, I've always felt like... And maybe, I, I would like coaching, but I always feel weird if I just like showed up and I was like, let, I have no connection to any of these parents or these kids. Let me coach your kids. Nah, dude. I'll, I feel like it'd be weird. Tell those parents to sit the fuck down. Right, I'm going to I'm gonna <laughs> hit your kids on the head. Well, I, I hope it works out for Bryce Young regardless. Yeah, I think this I really is, hope it does. I think this will work for Bryce Young, and it's also the Bucks. I don't know. Here's my only thing: is the Bucks had so many like good receivers. Well, not so many, but they had you know two really good receivers, um, and then a, a you know take the top off the defense guy in Trey Palmer. Yeah, that they were able to cycle through, and you have Mike Evans, who's a top like three or five receiver in the NFL, and he's still there. You know, it's not. I'm not saying it's easy to do what Baker did, put up four thousand yards. With, that's not exactly the hardest, though. With 28 <laughs> touchdowns, 10 picks. That's a great year. He did great. You know, it's a great but, year. But, I mean, top 10 quarterback year. Given what's around him. Yeah. It's... And then you go to Bryce Young, who has to throw the ball to Adam Thielen. Jonathan Mingo. Yeah, but, John, but Adam Thielen is, is their Mike Evans. And if no, you know, not anymore. I don't think so. Because they started, like, dropping off from Adam Thielen late in the season. And started yeah, I going. Think, I think that was just because they were like, we need to start getting the young guys some reps. Probably. I think Adam Thielen is still the best receiver in that room. And Mike. Adam Thielen is no Mike Evans. No. So you got to get put some work in there. And they don't have a first-round pick. So they're lucky it's a deep wide receiver class this year. But they're not going to get one of the like top. Chances of them finding someone like Puka Nakua is not. No, because they're going to take one in the second round. And you don't get a Puka Nakua in the second round. You got to get him in the fourth. fifth. Fifth. My bad. <laughs> Even worse. And you, you got to get Kyron Williams in the fifth. There you go. So... We'll see what happens. You, you can find a Cooper Cup in the third, though. You can get a Cooper Cup in the third, but not in the second. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Uh, either way, that that's a hire I think we both can get behind. Um, and then the Falcons. I can get behind it you, now that I saw his picture. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. And then the Falcons oh. hire Raheem Morris to be their next head coach. I was uh, really hoping for another year with Raheem Morris. I thought he did so fucking good with this young-ass defense. That's why he got a job. I know. Um... I'm worried as to what I'm worried that we're going to, I'm not actually too worried. I would welcome back Brandon Staley. Yeah, dude, fucking take him. Uh, he won us the Super Bowl. Uh, if he's only focusing on the defense, he showed that he can actually do it when he had control of everything. Uh, he, he had a stint of being a head coach that was so bad that I think it's one of the times where like you get fired as a head coach and you're like, I will absolutely go back to my old job. And I will just focus. It normally doesn't happen that way. Like, Dan Quinn, you know, got fired in Atlanta and then became, like, the Cowboys defensive coordinator. It was like, oh, that's not, like, a bad job. And not like your job is a bad job, but it's like, when you go back to the job you left, it's never a good feeling. It's like, fuck. It's like, I, I, I thought I was too good for you guys. And I was not. Uh, really happy for Raheem Morris, though. He provided us with a few really, really good years as far as, like, not having a lot in defense. Um, you know, he he went in there with after a Super Bowl run and 
was left with a pretty tarnished defense. Yes. Um, and was able to very much turn it around. And our defense this year looked, um, would piss me off at times, but that's just because young talent that yep. doesn't, it's just, they, they're not fully developed as far as professional athletes yet. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the flashes and those late game stops where like, they, you know, we let up 20 in the first half and then like three in the second half. Uh, so happy for Raheem. Um, wish him the best. Good luck, my man. Yeah. No, and, and it's interesting because the Falcons. I don't. I thought they were going to go very offensive minded. I thought so too. But then they interviewed Belichick twice, which I mean, I guess you would interview Belichick twice, you know, but it seemed like that's where they were going. And then. And then, and then out they, of nowhere. And then they land on, on Raheem Morris out of. Out, it of feels nowhere. Like out of nowhere. I, I like didn't even hear really. I didn't hear that he interview. even gotten. I didn't even get to hear about him getting interviewed. Yeah, I like. I think I, I thought. I I didn't. I thought we were keeping him because I was like, oh, no one's interviewing him. Yet. Yeah, it's like I haven't gotten any alerts that he's been going to interviews, especially when the season's done. Ben fucking uh, Ben Johnson in in Detroit has had interviews for head coaching positions while his team's still playing. That, that's wild to me. I would not be accepting. No. Interviews. I also wouldn't let you if you were on my staff. I'd be like, no, like just fucking wait. I don't give a shit if it costs you. You, a head you can job. go. You can leave. But let's try to win a Super Bowl first. Yeah, it's like like if they really want you, like they'll wait. Tell them to wait two weeks. It's okay, you know, or, or you know, three weeks, whatever. And if they don't wait, then you didn't want to be a part of that dude, organization. That's a team that's too panicky to do anything. Yeah, I wouldn't want to coach that team anyways. Exactly. Um, either way, it was weird to see them go defense. When you've spent the last three top ten picks on offense, on skill positions on offense, and you're just missing a quarterback, and you're definitely taking a quarterback this year, it's a little weird that you then go defense. Their defense was the strength of the team, and that's great. Maybe it's, you know, it, it's going to be one of those situations where it's like you go with a defensive minded guy. That I don't know if I don't know. You never know how these guys are going to look as head coaches. So I don't know if it's going to be like, hey, like a Brandon Staley kind of situation where he's like, no, I... I well, Raheem Morris was a head coach. Where at? In Houston? I want to say it was the Bucks. Oh, yeah, it was the Bucks, huh? I think so, and it didn't look good. So I take it back. No, I don't, I, let I me look it up real quick. I still don't know what kind of coach he is. I wasn't really too much into looking into that stuff when he was the coach, but... Because Todd Bowles was there for... Todd Bowles is still there? I don't even know anymore. What were we talking about? Uh, oh, yeah. Raheem Morris. Either way, what kind of head coach he'll be. Oh, okay. So he was interim head coach following the firing of Dan Quinn on the Falcons. Um, and then the next year, the Rams hired him as a defensive coordinator okay, yeah, so that's, in 2021. So, yeah. Either way, like he's had a good stretch. So now he got rehired as the Falcons head coach. That makes sense then. That does that. Now things are clicking. Now things are clicking. Uh-huh. I was like, why Raheem Morris? Where did that come from? That but he was, but no, he was a head coach of the Bucks from 2009 to 2011. Oh, okay. okay. So good for him. Curious to see where this goes. If he just gets like a elite mind from, you know somewhere else it's gonna be, it's always tough like maybe he'll steal your guys like quarterback coach to be his new offensive coordinator or something take him we have matthew stafford he is you a know. quarterback's coach yeah that's all, yeah, that's all <laughs> I'm saying. It's like, 
they'll take some. He'll take someone from under McVeigh that's not like the OC with him. You know, he's gonna take someone that's under the OC, knows the system, knows how to draw plays, whatever. So we'll, we'll have to see who he hires as, as his offensive coordinator. But good for him, Morris. Uh, and then we'll, we'll go over mine. Um, you guys are chilling. Yeah, it's so I know it's a good hire. It's a great I, hire. I what do you? I don't. I don't know why I have this bad feeling. I don't know why either. Man. I'm obviously gonna be on board with it. Like I, I gotta get on board with it. I think mm. I've just been left with a bad taste in my mouth with how excited I got with Staley, and how much it hurt me. That I don't want to do it again. You got so excited about Staley, but the problem was you got excited after he won a Super Bowl with Aaron Donald. Well, I was okay with it. I got excited with Brandon Staley when he put his fucking nuts out. And went for a fourth down in like week three. And I was like, <laughs> I like this guy. And then he did it in week 17. And I was like, I don't like this fucking guy. <laughs> uh, so I will give it more than three games before I make a decision on, on Jim Harbaugh. But I, I'll be, I, I, I need to get on board with it. You know, I need to get on board. I really hope oh, I lose $100. That one. I really hope. What is the bet though? You the you bet me yes. $100, real money. Yes. That d- January 18th of next year... I would be happy that Jim Harbaugh is my head coach. Yeah, I know, and that's kind of like a bad bet because even if you lose in like the first round of the playoffs, you could be mad. Well, no, I know we we did talk about. That. Do you not remember this conversation? I do remember like the conversation. I forget because Kyle was like, "Oh, you just do that," and it was like, "Well, number one, it was contingent on Jim Harbaugh becoming head coach." And, and oh no, and two, then, and we'll be able to tell throughout the season. Yeah, you were like, "I'll be able to tell early on if Logan's happy with this hire." You yes, know? and I'll wait. Like I'll go ups and downs like any fan throughout the season. But, like, I'm not going to set a win number. I'm not going to send, like, you know, because I can set a win number and we win less games and I'm still happy, you know. I'm, so I'm not going to do anything like that. I'm just going to – I'll be fair about it. Like, we'll – Like, yeah, it, Tim, I owe you 100 bucks. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Like, yeah. Or how I'm feeling after each game. If I fucking talk about it on the podcast, how I'm feeling after each game. You know? No, we should – no, this is what we'll do. This is how we will gauge it. On a scale of 1 to 10, how happy were you after that game? And then, like, if it's over a certain number, you're happy with the season. If it's under a certain number, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, 18 weeks, we'll do 10, 10 would be 180. So you'd be happy with it, like him, as far as, like, over 110 points of that scale. And then anything in the playoffs is just bonus to me. What's 110 divided by 17? What would you need to average? So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Six point four, so six and a half, an average of six and a half. I'm happy with the season. Yeah, that's, that's fair. A D. That's passing. That's fair, right? Because some games you're like it's zero. a five year contract. Yeah, but you have Justin Herbert, and he's been wanting to coach Justin Herbert. He's been wanting to coach Justin Herbert, and he used to play for the Chargers like a little bit. And I don't know if you. Saw, I think you're. I, I think you know, owe me a hundred bucks. If, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the PF Chang's tweet. Um, but. Let me find the P.F. Chang's tweet. Hold on. I, got it. I think you already owe me 100 bucks. Fucking give me the chargers. Uh, where's the P.F. Chang's tweet, dude? There was uh, something that was, like, it was meant to be... With Like, in 2009, someone on our Twitter, on, like, the Chargers' official Twitter, tweeted about, like, going to P.F. Chang's. Just, just like going to PF Chang's. Like it had nothing to do with football. <laughs> um, 
and then like Jim Harbaugh like oh oh that's what it was so it was like this viral tweet from like the Chargers in like 2009 that was like oh you know nothing like going to P.F. Chang's on a Wednesday or some dumb shit like that you know mm-hmm. and then Jim Harbaugh met his wife at a P.F. Chang's <laughs> and it's meant to be he, was, to he be. was always meant to be our head coach I'll get behind it my, again my only concern is the style of play he's he ran the last several years at Michigan um, and the style of play that he coached in uh, San Francisco as well is just not the same exact as with you know Justin Herbert as a quarterback. Uh, you know I really can get behind the Brian Callahan in uh, Tennessee because Will Levis is a similar style quarterback to Joe Burrow. Like he's got the swag, can make all the throws. Like I can get behind it. Not like the most athletic, but also not unathletic. With Herbert, it's like not the most athletic, but not unathletic. Whereas Harbaugh has coached when he's been successful, has coached very athletic quarterbacks. Like, very much dual-threat quarterbacks. Yeah. That were maybe not the best passers, but could make up for it with their legs. Um, or if you can get them on the run. That's not Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is a guy you need to let cook in the pocket. So I'm curious to see who he brings in as offensive coordinator. Curious to see also what the defensive culture looks like. It's also it's just that thing with, with younger teams, you can bring in guys that are culture guys to, like, reset the system Chargers are not a young team it's not a young team no so going from a guy like Brandon Staley who's like a chill guy that I think all the players liked him even if they were like no he's not a good coach but I like the guy you know it's kind of the feel like I got about Brandon Staley and the players weren't like no we hate him because he's not a dick <laughs> when we lose you know like he's like oh, yeah we lost guys that's on me we're like uh, yeah it fuck, is fuck I went for it on four shouldn't have died yeah you know, like, and that's the guy that's who he is you know and, and that's fine uh, but going from that guy, I'm very curious how Jim Harbaugh is going to come in the locker room. So we'll have to be, wait to be seen. I'm not as low as I was because it's happened. When it was a hypothetical, I was like, no, fuck that. Now I'm like, yeah, you know what? I can get behind it. it I don't got a choice. So I'm going to get behind it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, I, we'll see. I'm excited for you. I, I know. think it's going to work out great. Everyone's very excited. I don't know why I have this fucking bad feeling. I don't like I'm it. I'm excited for you, man. I don't like it. Uh, I, don't like, I don't like that I have a bad feeling. Yeah. You know, that's uh, fair. All right, so now we have two openings left Seattle and Washington. One very much more appealing than the other. <laughs> Which one do you want to start with? Start with Washington. Yeah. So, Washington. Uh, have they interviewed anybody? I don't even know at this point because I don't think anybody fucking cares about the commanders. But nobody let's see. Let's cares see. about the commanders. Bummer. Maybe Brandon Staley goes there. <laughs> Yeah, they it, well, and the, they have a new GM too. Like they, yeah, they're trying to they're they're, they're trying to do all everything. They have I have I have not seen a single article about any interviews they've done. Um, that's not a good start. Like five teams have hired head coaches, and you haven't interviewed anybody. I'm trying to think, maybe maybe they're looking at like 49ers OC. They might be looking at Ben Johnson in Detroit. They might be looking at. Um, Who's the defensive the coordinator the in Ravens. Baltimore? Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, we're um, on the same page right now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's. Uh, I think that's really the. Only you gotta be looking at playoff teams, teams right now if you guys. If, if, if you haven't done any interviews, that's what I'd have to think. Yeah, and Vrabel is the name I, I I'm seeing linked a lot because he's one of the top guys left. I, Belichick would never fucking go there. No. That would just make no sense. Belichick's either gonna take a job in nice weather. No, that's not him. That's not him. He's gonna stay in the cold. He's going to stay in, like, the shit. I could see him in Seattle. 
That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking too. I could see him in Seattle, and I wouldn't like it, but I could see no, him there. I could see it in Seattle. I don't. I also don't like it. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think Bill will get a coaching job. I think I don't think he at this point I wouldn't want one. Like he was like, okay, I'll take Atlanta because they have a lot of talent and I can work with this. You know, I could see him looking. And then at they that just way. like like no, and then we're they pulled it, with it, and or... he's like, there's not another team I signed for. Cool, I'm gonna wait. There, there. Guess what? There'll be seven next year for him to choose from. Yeah, like it's not. It's not like there's not gonna be coaches getting fired next year. So, you oh, know, oh dude, Brian Dable gets fired and he goes coaches the Giants. That'd be hilarious. That would be hilarious. He, again, I don't think he'd do it because there's not enough talent there. Like he, he, I think he's gonna want to go to like a team that's like maybe younger or that he can mold that'd be more receptive to him coming in. And yeah, but the young defense in New York might be might be enticing. That's Depends true. on who they have in the secondary still, because I mean they did draft a, a young corner, Deontay Banks, who would actually played pretty decent for them this past year. They have KT. Uh, they have De- Dexter Lawrence in the middle. They got some good guys. They have some good guys. Yeah, that's that's an option. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think for Washington, they should be looking to go offense because they have like Brian Robinson in the backfield. They I have, can't wait for draft talk. Yeah, they have. I can't wait either. Oh. I love draft talk. <laughs> love they draft still talk, have dude. Um, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. Uh, who am I missing? Who's their third receiver? Jahan Dotson. Right, but the, the thing with Washington is, yeah, they got rid of Montez Sweats. Uh, That's what I'm saying. They got rid of defensive guys. So I'm thinking they're probably going to look to go offense. Right, but may, the, maybe they're looking at, because they, they overhauled everything. They got they got a new GM now who's probably looking at someone that, that fits his culture. We don't know what that GM's I, vision I, is. I do know they brought in... Um, what was his name? Bob Myers? From the Warriors to help with the rebuild. So like he became a... A member, like an executive, a high level executive, because he was a part of a franchise that completely flipped really quickly. That's like, true, I guess. I mean, he's he's probably got some ideas. Yeah, like it maybe not like exactly translates one to one, but it's like no, a guy yeah. that can do this kind of thing. And also, it's more about more than just winning games. You know, it's yeah for the high level executives about how much money we make. Right. So, uh, curious to see what they do there. I, I, yeah, they could go defense if they're looking this like because they just overhauled the defense. But the thing is, they didn't they didn't like overhaul it. They just scrapped it. Yeah, they didn't, There's like, nothing left. There's <laughs> just nothing left. You know, so it's it's like when uh, uh, Fresh Prince when uh, Will walks into the living room and all the furniture's gone. That's, <laughs> He's like, that's 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 oh. that's whoever they hire to be the head coach walking into the defensive room. He just yeah, walks in, Washington Washington's just bad. So yeah, I I think they're gonna go offense. I think they're realistically looking at Ben Johnson. Vrabel is again another name that I've seen linked, but I think realistically they would. Oh, Vrabel, I, yeah, yeah. I, I he can go to Seattle. He can go to Seattle. I think Seattle's also maybe look. Well, I don't know. That's the thing. Seattle might be looking. Wait, for who who did the Pats hire? Oh yeah, uh, Gerard Mayo. Yeah, Gerard Mayo. Yeah, but the I, I really think if Ben Johnson takes a head coaching job this year, it's going to be in Washington. I would like not. I wouldn't like to see him in Seattle. I think it'd be fun. When they're not playing the Rams, to Ben watch Johnson JSN is JSN fucking run all over a field. Is JSN the offensive coordinator for the yeah. Lions? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, ben Johnson, I think, would be a good fit in Seattle, but I also think watching him in the NFC East dial up. I would balls, hate that, dude. I would hate that because, like, I'm not like really a big fan of Ohio State, you know? Yeah. And everything they do there. Well, you want to see? Yeah. You, I just, no, I, no I don't. I don't like the wide receivers that have ever yeah. come out of there. Yeah. You don't want to see those receivers do good. Yeah. Scary Terry, Curtis Samuel, get him out of here. Nah. Yeah. The Penn State guy in that receiver room too. That's crazy. 
Sean Dodson. It's a weird Penn State. It's a weird mix of guys. I think about Penn State. <laughs> Love me a whiteout. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they. It's, I, I actually think it'd be great to watch right, him. Yeah, to watch him dial up plays offensively for Curtis Samuel in the slot or Jahan Dotson in the slot with Terry McLaurin outside, whoever they have at tight end. Just kind of let him let Ben Johnson cook. I think that would be good in Washington. Um, again, nothing on defense, so I don't really understand that. And again, Belichick's not going to take a job like that either. So that leaves one position left, and that is Seattle. Touch on that really quickly as well. Um, I, I think they're going to go out. Uh, I could see them going defense, especially if Ben Johnson takes the Washington job, because at that point, the offensive guys that are left, I don't really know if there's anybody you'd like die for. Um, I have a list of some top candidates and then third on this list is brian johnson which is the oc for the eagles and after the run in the playoffs i really don't or the run to the end of the season um i don't really know if that would get you a job as an offensive coordinator um at, to become a new head coach uh, dan quinn if they're looking to go defense i like the idea of dan quinn or mike vrabel if you're looking to go defense Offer Belichick, I just don't see it happening bobby slowick the oc in houston is another good option uh because C.J. Stroud looked fucking phenomenal this year, and it wasn't just because of C.J. Stroud. They had some good plays called up. So I could see him getting a job, but probably not this year. Again, potentially, it'd be between like him and Ben Johnson for the Washington job, maybe. Um, wait for Tim to get back before we really get into what the Seahawks might be looking to do here. Because um, I think they're going to go defensive. What's up, Bogey? Play up. All right, Bogey's crazy. Uh, I'm just going to start without Tim. So I think the Seahawks probably go defense because of the draft picks they've made the last few years. Um, I know they have JSN. I know they still have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but they have an older quarterback, a bit of an older receiver. Well, not older receiver room once you get Tyler Lockett out of there. JSN and DK are, are both very young. Um, Kenneth Walker in the backfield. I guess it's just a, overall a young team. But when you look at the fact that they drafted uh, Tariq Woolen, um, as well as Devon Whitehead, the past two years as top corners, they spent a couple picks on the D line with their with their draft picks, like early on. So I think they're overhauling their defense as well, and that's kind of always been the pride of Seattle football is that defense. So I could realistically see them going defensive coordinator here, and if they do, that's really where I think maybe Mike Vrabel. Um, or Dan Quinn. I would personally like to see Dan Quinn there. I'd like to see Dan Quinn get another shot as a head coach, um, especially with a, a nice, young, talented defense, a capable offense. Let him kind of do his thing. He had a capable offense. In Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I was saying just another shot at it. Yeah, I guess. Better defense. Yeah. With a capable offense. See if maybe that was a problem. They did give up, you know, 28 in the second half of a Super Bowl. So that that'll that'll fuck you. But <laughs> um yeah, so I was just saying I think the Seahawks are a very young team overall. Um but especially on defense, they've spent a lot of early picks recently on the defensive side of the ball. So I think they might be looking to go defense here. If they do, I think Dan Quinn is a good option. Um I think Mike Vrabel is another good option, especially if you're just looking for a culture guy. Mike Vrabel's a way better option. I just don't know if Mike Vrabel... I mean, weather-wise, yes. I just don't know if culture-wise he fits in the Pacific Northwest. 
Mike Rabel's a man's man. The Pacific Northwest is not where men's men go. He Carol fit in real nice up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, you know, it's just not, it used to be, I think. Pacific Northwest used to yeah, be Yeah, it used to be like lumberjacks. Yeah, now it's very much not lumberjacks. Now it's like meth heads and... Meth heads and hippies. Yeah. So I, I would, I would uh, not think Vrabel fits the culture there. But I don't know if there's anybody left that does. I also think uh, another potential candidate for the Washington job, Bobby Slowick, the OC in Houston. Um, that's somebody we should keep an eye on as well. I think those are the two like younger offensive coordinators that had explosive seasons this year, had guys that performed super well um, that I think might get them a job. Uh, I would skip over like the Eagles OC that's on this list. And yeah. I, would, I would say, if you're looking for an offensive guy, it's between Ben Johnson. No, you can't be looking at the Eagles OC. No, I know. He's third on this list of top candidates. I don't understand why. I don't understand yeah. why. But, it, yeah, it was the other two offensive guys in the top, like, six were uh, Ben Johnson and then Bobby Slovak. And I think those are two guys. Okay, that's it for the uh, coaching carousel. It's almost come to a stop. Two more positions to fill. Um, we will be hitting on the divisional round, though, first. Uh, kick it off on Saturday. Texans play the Ravens. Uh, pretty easy win for the Ravens. This game was close at halftime. Look, it was tied I, at halftime. I give, I, hats off to the Texans, what they were able to do. Um, but there's no way you're going to win again. Uh, win against the Ravens, uh, only running it 14 times. Uh, and for 38 yards at that. Um, for a team that... You're going against the Ravens, who are known for running the ball. Um, I mean, Cedar Shad looked good. Um, 19 to 33 for 175. No, nothing great, nothing amazing, or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Devin Singletary, nine for 22. And then your other running back, uh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to pronounce that, guys. Uh, I'm going to say Dare Ojibawale, um, Ogun Bawale. Uh, he went two for seven. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 14 total carries for 38 yards. Um, the Ravens went 42 carries for 229 yards. Um, Lamar Jackson, uh, I mean, he looked amazing uh, in both aspects. I mean, 16 or 22, 152 to 152 yards. Obviously not a lot. It's uh, not really... I don't think he's known for throwing it for 300 yards. Uh, he's, you, you know, he's known for creating space and being able to find targets where he needs to. Uh, but again, did amazing um, in that regards, only throwing for six incompletions. Uh, but the 11 carries for 100 yards and two touchdowns, uh, that'll just kill you. And then, I mean, you look at their other running backs, though. I mean, obviously, Lamar did great. But there are other running backs. Justice Hill went 13-66. of 66. Gus Edwards went 10 of 40. They sound, signed Dalvin Cook and released Melvin Gordon. I didn't even know Melvin Gordon was still on a roster. Dude, when they said it on the broadcast, I know. everybody, I think every single person was like, fucking Melvin Gordon was there? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, had no idea. Um, Dalvin Cook got carries in this game because it got so out of hand. And 19-yard carry. Uh, yeah. They, other than that, though, it was 7 for 4. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. Dalvin Cook, I, I don't know what happened to you, man. Um but whatever it was, wasn't good. Um, but either way, you're never going to beat a team who runs for 229 yards on the ground. Find me a team that ran for 229 yards on the ground and averaged five and a half yards per carry and lost the game. I'll wait. I, I'm sure somebody can. It's not me. Not right now. No, not right now. But if you guys can find it, let me know. I'm sure it's happened. 
before. Um, but you ha- you have to have like an explosive offense, which the Texans do, but not explosive enough against this Ravens defense. Uh, no, exactly. And I, again, hats off to the Texans. You guys did uh, amazing season. Amazing season. Um, and also, they looked so much better last or like two weeks ago against the Browns defense, which was like technically better. And you got a top five pick. Wait, no, they don't. No, it's the Panther. No, it's the Bears who have a top five pick. Yeah. <laughs> the <coughs> Texans got the, two top fives last year. The Cardinals had the Texans. <coughs> That's what it is. Topic, yeah. And you Which, know what? And it worked out. It worked out for trade. yeah. And it worked out for the Texans too. They got Will Anderson, who has been a extremely pleasant surprise. I everyone knew he was going to be good. He's a captain um, though, but he's a stud. He's a fucking captain. It's crazy. They they're top. They spent two top three picks on one on each side of the ball, and they're both captains as rookies. That's about as good as you can fucking get. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have too much on this game other than uh, whatever the locker room was, locker room speech was at halftime. It worked. It worked for the Ravens. Lamar said he cussed a lot. Then that's just how he talks, probably. But Why? Because he's from Florida. Why do you think? I don't know. <laughs> it's because he's from ghetto-ass Florida. <laughs> that's why. Uh, but he's... He's the guy people get behind. I love when he gets mad on the field because no one ever fucking challenges him. So no, it's he... fucking hilarious. Like there was multiple plays where like he was trying to set up blocks and like the lineman was like just too slow or like missed the, missed the block and he'd slide and he would fucking throw. He'd be like, God fucking damn it! And he'd get in their face and yell at him and they go, All right, gotta fuck it. And then the next play they'd make the block. <laughs> and you're like, Yeah, I mean that's it. Fucking works. It is a little annoying because he throws like fucking temper tantrums sometimes. Like he'll throw himself around on the floor and I'm like, All right, let's stand up. <laughs> you can get mad without acting like a four-year-old. You know, there's, there's a like, there's a line that, that you can cross. Um, but Lamar's performance in this game was fantastic. I know you already hit on his stats, um, but two rushing, two throwing, or two passing touchdowns. Um, the passing touchdowns were fine, nothing crazy. The first one was you know misdirection. Guy was wide open in the flat. The rushing touchdowns were both really nice. Uh, it was more play design on the second one, especially pulled the pulled the left tackle to the left, which is weird, but it works. And then it was just a 350-pound man running full steam ahead against a, a safety with Lamar Jackson behind him. You're not stopping that. Yeah. And Lamar just kept running. Pulled Barry Sanders. Just keep running the end, keep running the locker room. Uh, but yeah, I, the defense looks phenomenal, though. Uh, they, they got to C.J. Stroud. Zero time. They got zero sacks. They got zero sacks. I, I Probably a lot of hurries. Yeah. Probably a lot of pressures. I don't remember the exact... Uh, or I'm going to try to look up really quickly the pressure numbers for the Ravens in this game. Um, ooh, that's going to take a long time to load. Uh, it's frozen. All right, never mind. We're going to ignore that stat. But he was under pressure a lot in this game. Did avoid sacks uh, pretty well. Obviously, didn't take one. Um, there were a couple intentional groundings, though, I feel. Or at least one. Running the ball, like to your point as well, you can't run the ball 14 times, but also they weren't running it well. So yeah. nothing was working offensively. Uh, that's that's really the toughest part for the Texans. Um, defense kept them in it for the first half, and then it was just, hey, we can't. If you guys aren't going to score points at all, it's kind of hard to keep going out there, uh, especially on the road. M&T Bank is, it can get a little loud. Those, those rowdy. Oh, yeah. Baltimoreites, I don't know what they're called. Uh, and then 
the main event of Saturday, Green Bay and San Francisco. Uh, I, again, I really wish Kyle was here. I It hurts me that he's not. I want him to give his thoughts because they're obviously way more in-depth. And he'd also give his thoughts on the season and everything. I'm sure we'll just get his thoughts on the game next week. We'll have yeah. time. But obviously, the Packers should have won this game. Like, yeah. obviously. They were yeah. in position to win this game from the fucking kickoff. <laughs> Packers lost this game. Packers absolutely lost this game. 49ers did not win this game. Darnell Savage lost this game for the Packers. Yeah. Darnell Savage dropped, dropped a pick, pick six. Oh, <laughs> dropped a pick six and missed the tackle like on McCaffrey's touchdown. Yeah. Which like maybe they were going to score anyways later in that drive, but still he was like the only one that could have tackled him whiffed. It was like, okay, that's not a great look after you dropped a pick six. So... I don't know. Jordan Love looked looked good. Like, well, looked fine. Nothing really crazy. But the running game looks great. That this is, I think, kind of what the Packers' offense is going to look like going forward. Like Jordan Love, pick your spots. But if you can average five yards a carry, that's fucking good. Um, obviously, this game flipped on its head when Debo got hurt. Yeah. Because Brock Purdy looked like ass without Debo Samuel. He, made, he, he had one really great throw to George Kittle. And the rest of the game, he fucking sucked. Yeah. He couldn't hold on to a football. I don't like, I really am not a fan of it being rainy and him having to fucking wear a glove and wipe his hand on his pants after he gets a snap. Back in my day. <laughs> you didn't do that. Back in my day, <laughs> when it was going to rain, in practice... They stand over the center with a bucket of water and they dump it on them, <laughs> dump it on the ball right when the, right before the snap, and that's how you practiced. It's going to be a wet ball. Play with a wet ball. We're not. I need a glove so I get better grip on the ball. And were you not ready for the fucking rain? What are you doing? Yeah, were you guys not? Yeah. Either way, um, I don't. It's just not a look that I like from a quarterback. And then there's he plenty missed, of quarterbacks that do that though. That wear wearing a glove. In the rain exclusively. It's like an old man thing. It's like a Peyton Manning did that at the tail end of his career. Because he, cause he also the tail had end a, of his career, he played in, in Denver and threw for over like 5K and like 40 touchdowns. Yeah, I know. And 16 games. Was crazy. <laughs> uh, and then the next year, he fucking blew. And that defense was great. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Um, but he, he only switched to a glove. After he had so many fucking neck surgeries, he couldn't fucking stand up straight. I'm sure his arms didn't fucking work right either. <laughs> He's, he doesn't have full motion of his fingers. He needs the extra grip. Brock Purdy's a young man. He, he can hold on to a football, dude. And it's just, I don't know. I just don't like it. If you're going to wear gloves, Maybe dude, Teddy Two gloves it. Teddy Two gloves it. Maybe he's got small hands. Kenny Pickett does also wear gloves. He's got small hands. He's got small hands. Not a good look, Brock. Get bigger hands. <laughs> but, Get a bigger dick, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but he didn't look very good. The running game didn't look amazing in this game, other than Chris McCaffrey's big touchdown run. Yeah. They really couldn't get much going until like the last drive when they were able to kill the clock. But I don't know. The Packers defense showed up, except for the, the big, big plays. They dropped multiple interceptions in this game. Yeah. And I don't know, man. It, I, the, the pick at the end was so heartbreaking. Because yeah. you still felt going into that drive like, no, oh, they have a Jordan chance. Jordan Love's they got a chance, chance to tie it up at least. And then he made a Jordan Love throw because he's one of the, the few quarterbacks in the league that can do it. So he, No, I shouldn't say one of the few. Most of them can do it at this point. 
but that actually attempts it more than like once when it's wide open, running to your right, throwing to the left side of the field is not a throw you're supposed to make ever. Mahomes does it. Mahomes has generational arm talent. Yeah. And he doesn't when a guy is open by 15 yards. He does not tr- fit into tight windows, throws across the fucking field. Because you can't. That's physically impossible. You can hit a wide open guy, because most people couldn't hit the wide open guy. Because the amount of arm strength it takes to be running one way and throw a ball completely across your body is ridiculous. Yeah. It, With and, the velocity you get to. On target at yeah, all, yeah. you know? And I don't know what he what he thought he saw, but him him trying to fit that ball in between two linebackers who both had underneath coverage, uh, when he could have just ate it and lived for the next down, it just doesn't make any sense. That's one where you go first year starting quarterback. I know he sat behind Rodgers for a while. He learned a lot from Aaron Rodgers. That's one you got to learn in real time. I'm not gonna make that fucking mistake again. That was fucking stupid. Yeah, you know, the rest of the game he looked fine. No, nothing crazy. Uh, his first pick was also pretty bad. Really, really far behind the tight end. It was bad, you know. And he had other times he missed Aaron Jones. But even after that first pick, the Packers still like were fine. Yeah, but he he had multiple times where he missed gimmies that he should have had. Yeah, that I think going into next season, I look at how he played this season, how he looked, how he looked in this game wasn't amazing. But you saw flashes and you see the mistakes and you. I would have to think he's going to be able – those are correctable mistakes. Yeah. Those are gimmies. Maybe he's not – this is a big stage, the biggest stage he's been on ever in his career. Like, I can I can give him a pass for this performance in your, in your first big playoff game. Um, you know, I don't count the Cowboys, but, you know, I guess, that's not like – it's the Cowboys. You expect them to fail. But, <laughs> yeah, they suck. Like, your first real, real test in the playoffs – uh, you know, I'll, I'll give him a pass on this. And if next season he's back and, and has the same chemistry with these young receivers, Romeo had a great game again. Um, if he has the same chemistry with these guys coming back, I think they're in for a amazing future. Yeah. It's bullshit that they may have drafted three back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I'm not saying, like, I'm putting Jordan Love there yet. Right. But it fucking feels like it's just the fucking Packers. Drafting a young quarterback, he sits this many years, he comes in, he looks good, and then let's see where we're at in 10 years. I know. Fucking hate it. I know. Uh, any other notes on this game? Uh, no, uh, other than... Let's see where Debo is next week. But... Yeah, I mean, bummer for the Packers, sitting there watching that game, and... Ugh. Yeah. Heartfelt went out to you guys. Yeah, it was it was really tough. It, it sucks, you know, we were sitting there... And... Just, you know, me and Kyle and uh, Amanda and then uh, Kyle's friend Cameron. And we were just sitting there. And it was, like, middle of, like, the Strickland fight. You know, we had turned everything else off. So it's probably, like, an hour after the game. And we're just sitting there. And, like, round ends. And Kyle's just sitting there. And he goes, fuck. Amanda's like, what? I'm like, Packers? Packers, dude. Like, I'm like, I, I feel it. I can feel that. Just like, it's like, gonna sit with you for a while. Like, you had that one. I know. I know. You know. You had it. I talked to 49ers fans. They know the Packers had it. Like, they were like, didn't really want to admit it. They were like, oh, I don't mean like you. Know, we're, no, 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 you know, <laughs> you know, you should have lost that game. Don't. You're not fooling anybody. You're not on the team. You can say we. I thought we were gonna lose. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's just a tough loss for the Packers. But there's so much to look forward to that in the moment, obviously, you're not going to think about it that way. That's why I was really curious for Kyle's thoughts tonight because it's like a week later almost. 
see where he's at because I think it's it's very positive looking forward, which is good. Um, okay, next game, move on to Sunday. First game on Sunday was the uh, Bucks-Lions game, which was way better than I was expecting. Way, it was such a good game. Such a good game when the Bucks started throwing the ball in the second half. Yeah. Uh, before that, Detroit was uh, looking like they were going to maybe not run away. Oh, it was 10-10 at halftime. I know, but it felt like... Bucks Detroit, were there the entire game, I felt like. When it got to the two touchdowns, when it got to the 14. Yeah, that got... That, yeah, that's when I was like, okay, you know, and they, then the Bucks go down and score like immediately, and then get the ball back. Yeah, yeah. So they go down by fourteen. Uh, what was that? That was thirty-one to seventeen with six minutes and twenty-two seconds in the game. So I guess uh, yeah, no, I'm wrong. I miscalculated my time on that. Yeah, Bucks were in this for most of the game, kept it close. Um, well, it's because that drive started with twelve minutes left in the fourth quarter. So they ran a you know six minute touchdown drive to leave six minutes on the clock and go up by two touchdowns. Yeah. I was like, yeah, game's out of hand, and they've been dominating for the last six minutes of this fucking game. Yeah, and then Bucks go down and score. Bucks go down and score in uh, two minutes. Took I mean nine plays in a minute forty five. That's fucking impressive. <laughs> Damn, that's it's like, it's like the Cowboys drive at the end of half yeah. against the Packers in the wild card. Fucking ridiculous. You run that many plays. Uh, in that short amount of time. But yeah, they did everything they needed to. Got the, uh, yeah, hit Mike Evans a couple times. That was really the big thing. What was the first one? Yeah, the, the 24-yarder down the sideline to Mike Evans. Fucking huge. The 16-yard touchdown to Mike Evans, huge. All of their like big plays came to Mike Evans, which they should. But it's just curious they didn't like try to take advantage of that matchup a little bit earlier on, um, a little bit more often. How many times did he get targeted? 12? That's fair. I would still, I mean, it's crazy to say I would maybe target him a little bit more than 12 times. Yeah. Because there's no one that can cover him on that defense. But it is what it is. They scored really quick, allowed one first down, and then got their, four, they got, you know, well, allowed two first downs. That's actually not as good as I thought. Uh, that was much better. I mean, when you see they ran five plays, and the first two plays were both first downs. Yeah. But then they then they went three and out. <laughs> uh yeah, they got the, the stops when they needed to. Uh, it, I don't know. I didn't see... I don't remember the play calling. Uh, I remember watching the end of the game. I don't remember the exact play calling on it, though, um, for how much time was left and, and the plays that the Lions were running. But, uh, I mean, when you get the ball back with a minute 59 left uh, and one timeout, I think. Two timeouts? One timeout. One timeout. And they didn't call it. And they just let the clock run. Which was interesting. Like... Sure, Lions kicker, whoever it was, whatever his name is, probably would have made it. It would have been a, a Bagley 49 w- yard 50. Like, it's like 48, 49 yard field goal. You would have had at least one Hail Mary shot if he missed it. If he missed, yeah, if he makes it, he makes it, you know, but they're not going to, like, they're kneeling the ball. So, like, it, it's third and 12. They're not going to go for it. They'd have to kick the field goal with 34 seconds left. If he makes it, I mean, you don't call the timeout, you lose. You call the timeout. You stop the clock. He has to make it. Oh, you lose. Oh, you're already going to lose if you didn't call a timeout. Let him fucking kick the field goal. If he misses it, you get the ball at the 38-yard line with like 30 seconds left. And Mike fucking Evans. <laughs> you have Mike Evans. Throw the fucking ball up to him one time for the one time. Yeah, well, that's why the Bucks head coach... Well, that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it was confusing. I was watching it. Me and Jesse were watching it. We were sitting there, and then, like, clock just kept ticking, and I was like, 
Why did no one? And then Jesse looked up and she's like, oh, "The game's over." And I was like, "The game's over." I want to know why <laughs> no one called a timeout. Fuck the head coach. Like, if I'm the OC, I'm calling a goddamn timeout. Time out. What are we doing? <laughs> I'm like, here? he's not the only one that can do it. Yeah, I can do it. I work for this team. You can fire me all you I'm want. I'm Baker Mayfield. I'm finding the ref. I'm calling a timeout. I'm like, give me the goddamn ball back. Go block the kick. House it. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. You honestly, you get a free fucking shot trying to time it. It's on an automatic first. You five yard penalty if you're offsides. Whatever. And they'll kick it again. <laughs> you know, you get you got a free shot at it if you want to. I mean, I'd rather just have them kick a fifty yarder. But either yeah. way, just you know, interesting into the game, strategy wise. Uh, but good for the Lions. Great for the Lions. Um, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, this game was a lot better than I was expecting, and that's interesting. And Baker is going to get paid. Baker's going to get. He's going to stay in Tampa. Yeah, they're, they're rightfully gonna, so. They're going to keep him, and they should. Yeah, he fits in Tampa. Yes, he does. He he he's a Florida guy. He is, dude. Also, I feel bad for Baker because he got drafted to the fucking Browns, and then he ends up uh, in Carolina. Yeah, and he's just never really had like fucking weapons. Like really? No, like, he went to he went to the Rams and and the Rams gave him uh, Van Jefferson and Ben Skaron. And he won a game. <laughs> he won a game, dude. And he won a fucking in an electric game. fashion. He led a game winning drive <laughs> with that offense. You give him Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who didn't have an amazing season, and Trey Palmer, who had a, a good you know good enough season, and Rashad White, who's a, a rookie running back or second year running back, I can't remember, but young younger like some younger guys and then some vets. Mixed in, Mike Evans is Mike Evans, you know, top five guy. And he threw 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, and 10 picks. That's a really good year for most quarterbacks. It's a top 10 quarterback year. That guy is good, and he's a leader. Baker yeah. Mayfield's a leader, yeah. right? That's like... That's what he is. I don't know, man. He, 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 guys he get deserves behind a job. Him. He deserves a job. Okay. Takes us to the last game of the divisional round. Chiefs-Bills. Probably game of the week. Probably. So good. It was so good. To be fair, we got three fantastic we got games. Really, we got some good games. The only dud was the first one. Get it out of the way. Yeah. I love it. And everyone knew that was going to be kind of a dud. Yeah. I, well, I was pulling for that to be like a really close game where CJ Stroud played really good. Not because he went to Ohio State, just because I liked Yeah, we all love CJ Stroud. Yeah. Yeah. But just... <laughs> I don't know. That's, I don't know why you brought that up. It's <laughs> weird. You keep bringing up Ohio State. Uh <laughs> But, uh, what, what are you doing? I don't know. Dude. I don't know. I remember we were, I, I was, I was going to make a gesture and I forgot what we were talking about. It's gone. Uh, oh, the games, good games. Oh, it's getting out of the way. Fucking get out of the way. That's, yeah. I got stuck, man. It's fine. Uh, anyways, the rest three, the next three games were all fantastic. So this game capping it off and also it's Chiefs Bills. It's going to be a good fucking playoff game. It oh, always is. Man. Josh Allen didn't look great. No. He never does in these type of games. Never does, dude. Never does. It's he looks great running the ball. I want to be a fan of you, Josh Allen, but God damn it. Yeah. God damn it. I mean 2639 is not bad or anything like that. But 186 on 26 completions. That's not good. That's not good, dude. You can be checking it down all day, dude. And Mahomes, I understand Mahomes had nine less completions and thirty more yards. No, yeah, I know Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. I know, but Josh Allen is like supposed to be right there with him. I know. That's the thing. Josh Allen can throw a football out of a fucking stadium. Josh Allen. Literally. 
the Bills are going to be haunted by the Chiefs. This is like three playoffs almost in a row. I think there was one year off where they didn't play. Two of them being, or one of them being AFD, AFC Divisionals. They didn't play last year. or Last year. Yeah, because the Bengals kicked their ass in the snow. Um, And then last two times it was the AFC Championship game. And you guys haven't been able to get it done. Yeah, can't get it done. Um, wide right, that's that hurts. That was brutal. That fucking hurts. Did Why? you see? Okay, what's the kicker's name? Hold on, uh, Tyler, Tyler Bass. Bass yeah. Um, he deleted his social media. I don't blame him. He was like, I don't want to take this. No, I'm trying to get out of Buffalo. I don't. I already understand that I've lost my job. I'm trying to leave. I don't even know if he lost his job. I don't think so. But like, but I wouldn't go on the internet. After I did it, I wouldn't I'd go be, on the internet for I'd missing. I'd be hiding in my house for weeks. If I if I missed a kick in week thirteen, that would have won a game. I probably wouldn't want to go on on social media for the week, especially not in Buffalo. Yeah, crazy fans. So I definitely not if I miss, lose a play, lose a. He didn't lose them the game. It would have potentially pushed it to overtime. Not even a guarantee that it would have been overtime with how these two fucking teams play. And the history of the Bills. And the history of Patrick Mahomes being able to lead 20-second game-winning drives. Against the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> that's not not great odds. But... Uh, but he still wanted to make I, that yeah, kick. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go on anything. I wouldn't have maybe not even know if I wanted to see my family. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know if I trust you. I'm going to go stay in a hotel room. Yeah, just leave me alone, okay? Uh, but the game was fucking fantastic. I... Another point we do need to talk about is uh, with the fumble out the end zone. It's bringing up discussions that that rule is next on the agenda to be changed. And I really don't like that whenever the Bills and Chiefs play. And, Something happens. And someone loses because someone has to fucking lose. They're like, well, we need to change a rule because that team lost. It's like, no. Those are the rules. <laughs> you made the rules. It affected the outcome of the game because those are the rules. Yeah. Rules are supposed to affect outcomes. That's exactly how they fucking work. That's how rules are made. When you fumble the ball in the most crucial part of the field, you should get the maximum punishment. Yes. If you fumble the ball two inches before you score a touchdown, get fucked. You lose the ball. Yeah. And they start on the 20-yard line. That's it. That's what we do here. You don't... No. It's, it's a regular touchdown. It's just how it fucking works. I have no issue with the fucking penalty... With, the, uh, with how the rule is set up. I have... No belief that it should be like, oh, put him at, well, you need to put them at the five yard line, but only when they fumble into the end zone for a touchback. No, not on any other touchback. Like, it's a touchback, it's a touchback. So now it's its own thing. It's not even a touchback anymore. It's a fumble touchback. Like, what are you trying to figure out here? I just don't get it. Yeah, too much. You get the ball back or some dumb shit too if much. it goes out of bounds. Way too much. It doesn't make any sense. So I am totally fine with the rule being the rule. Don't fumble in the end zone. Eighty nine hundred bets. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The rest of this game was like not like super pretty. We the the end of the second, uh, the end of the second and start of the third was pretty. Yeah, when when we had three, three lead changes in like four minutes, that was fun. Yeah, you know, Chiefs, Chiefs go up thirteen ten with three and a half minutes left. Bills answer with twenty six seconds left to take the lead back, and then the Chiefs on their first drive of the second half score in three minutes. Yeah. So it's like six minutes. We had three lead changes um, all on touchdowns. It's really cool. Love that. Big fan of that. And then uh, slowed down towards the end. Teams are obviously 
going different strategy, but the game itself was was a good game. I still don't know if I saw enough from the Chiefs that I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's the fucking team right there. I just I I just it's the Chiefs. Don't, I, yeah. It's the Chiefs, and that's what fucking I hate everything about it. And Travis Kelsey in the playoffs. Travis Kelsey in the fucking playoffs. Love me some Jason Kelsey. We all love some that Jason was great. Kelsey. That was amazing. We all love Jason Kelsey, Kylie Kelsey. They're America's sweethearts. They're America's couple. They're the NFL's. That's that should did be you, the front runners. Did, I loved what I, uh, on their their podcast. Uh, like you apparently J- Jason was like, yeah, uh, she told me to uh, take it easy tonight, uh, be yeah. presentable because I'm meet because we're meeting Taylor, and then <laughs> splits the clip of him with the shirt yeah. off. Like, <laughs> well, he, he he said he told Kylie. That he he like when they got in the suite, he was like, "I'm taking my shirt off and jumping out of this box." <laughs> He's like, I'm, "I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. You just be ready for it." You know, like I don't know when. <laughs> and, it's and, and it did, and it did, and he drank beers with, the, with Bills Mafia. He was drinking in the parking lot tailgating with Bills Mafia before the game. Jason Kelsey's and um, fucking Kylie shows up, and she's wearing a shirt that's either hers or Jason's because it was like two sizes too big, some leggings and some boots. I love that. That is America's couple right there. That is the NFL's favorite couple. If you are a bigger Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey fan, you're not a real football fan. Yeah, plus uh, Jason and Kylie, Kylie, right? Yeah. Been married, goddaughter, two daughters, one. Three daughters. Three daughters. Yeah, dude, that is the couple. Yeah. And Jason Kelsey can jump into a fucking suite from the ground. He can just fucking hoist himself up into it. You can't fucking do that shit. And that man weighs over 300 pounds. Yeah, also, and he went and slammed beers with the Bills Mafia. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's. He was like, hey guys, the fucking love those guys. Yeah. Just love the both of them. They're great. Anyways, uh, that's it on this game. Yeah. We did have to touch on that because. Also, did you see the picture? The AI generated picture of Taylor Swift kissing Andy Reid? No. <laughs> no. It's, it's fucking great. It's fucking great, and Taylor Swift is going to get AI banned, probably, because she is not happy about the picture. <laughs> um, How do you get AI banned? It's Taylor Swift. I don't fucking know. That's not possible. No, I know, but, like, it's Taylor Swift. You know? It's not possible. Yeah, I know. She'll figure it out. You can't do that. I, I know. <laughs> I don't want it to happen. Logan, you can't. That's not, that's not a thing that's happened... That's not a thing that you can do. Here's a photo. <laughs> it's fucking, it's fucking gold. I'm sure. I, I don't know if anybody's watching, but it, it's so good. <laughs> like it's, it's such a good photo. And yeah, she, she like put like a season assist and like whoever made it. Like I don't know where it's gonna go, but I'm like Taylor. Come on. You're not gonna like how you get treated by the rest of these fan bases. No. If, they, if you, if you're gonna react like, like fucking joint, it's funny. You know, but I guess Look, she has her own image that she has to uphold. I understand that, and but like maybe it's her team. Maybe she was like, "Hey, guys, it's fine." She had a lot team. of like, she had a lot of kids that are her fans too that yeah. probably like don't understand that like it's a joke and it's not a real picture, and they'd be like, but, "Taylor's what?" But I don't think she understands how hardcore NFL fans are. I don't know that she, there's people are gonna bring that fucking photo to the games. No, yeah, people are gonna make shirts out of that photo. Yeah, like you, you don't know what you just did. You don't know. You never know. They never know. don't respond. You never respond. Just that's leather. That's that's they're nowhere to hit you now. <laughs> you made the the crucial mistake. All right, uh, that was it for the the divisional games though. Conference championship this weekend, this Sunday, both games. Never been a bigger Lamar Jackson fan in my entire life. Yeah. I think he's I think he's like uh, 
Easily top two quarterback in the NFL. Uh, greatest arm talent uh, in the league. Um, has amazing legs, uh, but let's not forget about his arm talent and oh, his yeah, ability brother. to be a quarterback. Um, the amount of, of no, I don't want to see Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. It's not because Taylor Swift in that, like, I, I, I like Taylor Swift. I forced down my fucking throat. And I don't want like a surprise halftime show of Taylor Swift coming down Usher? in a Kelsey jersey in the middle of the sideline. Like I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Lamar Jackson, you're my only fucking hope. In my defense. only hope in that defense. Yes, in the defense. However, the Ravens as a whole. Um, Jesse, I, Jesse's a Bengals fan. Uh, my mom's a Steelers fan. I like both those teams way more than you guys. So much more than you guys. But I love the Baltimore Ravens this weekend. I am I I'm I I'll buy a jersey. <laughs> I'll buy a Lamar Jackson jersey this weekend. If you get a Lamar Jackson jersey before I get a Lamar Jackson jersey. <laughs> I'll buy it and then I'll give it to you afterwards. That, I think that's fair. Uh, you know, I, I think everybody that's not like a diehard Chiefs fan wants the Ravens. I'm tired of the Chiefs being there all the time in the first place. It's getting to that point with the Patriots where I'm like <laughs> I'm not going to say I, like, fucking hate the Chiefs. Oh, I do, because I'm a Chargers fan. But, like, I don't think most people would say, like, oh, I fucking hate the Chiefs. I hate them. But I think, <laughs> but I I think hate them, like, with the Patriots, it started the same way. Yeah. Like, once they started winning, like, and they got to a few, you're like, all right, I don't want to fucking see this team again. And then by the end of it, it's like, this fucking, I hate this fucking team. I fucking hate this team. They're so good. And it's the so Chiefs, annoying. The Chiefs are getting there. Right, right now, I think most NFL fans are like, oh, fucking Chiefs again. I don't want to see them. I would like to see somebody else win. And if it happens for another three years, it's everyone's going to fucking hate the Chiefs. And it's not because like, I hate, like I never like hated Tom Brady or anything like that. It was just because like I hated seeing them. I don't want to see the same fucking teams every year. I don't want to see the Patriots playing the Super Bowl every year. Yeah, exactly. Same. I don't want to see the Chiefs again in the Super Bowl. I don't want to see a rematch of last year. I don't. I saw it last year. Yeah. Or not last year. Uh, two years ago. Have they played in the Super Bowl? Chiefs? In the Niners. No. Oh, yeah, like a few years ago. Yeah. I don't want to see a rematch of it. I'll watch it then. It's just Jimmy. It's just Brock Purdy instead of Jimmy G. Yeah. It's the only difference. And Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's it. I don't want to see it again. <laughs> I don't want either. Give me, give me, give me the fun one. Yeah. Big Ravens fan. Give me the fun one. I want the fun one. I want the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens. Give me 20 on the uh, over. Uh, what's the over? 44 and a half. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm taking the Ravens minus three and a half. Minus four right now. They, I mean, it's the same line, right? Same, dude. Oh, how did our bets last week go? Oh, hold on. We'll do it after this last next game. Uh... So yeah, I want I want the Ravens. We all want the Ravens. Yeah, and then I want the Lions. Oh, Lions! I'm this is like my, I, this was my pick <laughs> for uh, Super Bowl when we were picking prior to last week. Yep, same, uh, same. And you have the Bills. No, no, same as far as NFC. Goes. Oh, NFC, yeah, yeah. And the Lions. I like the matchup. I do. I really do. I think the Lions can expose this Niners defense where it hurts. Like they can take advantage of the secondary. Mm-hmm. I like the Lions' feistiness on defense. I think Dan Campbell's going to have him fucking fired up for this game. Mm-hmm. I don't trust Brock Purdy. It's all starting to align. I really like the Lions this weekend. Yeah. And I want the Lions. Yeah. We all want the Lions, but I also really like them. Yeah. I'm taking them. Plus seven. Me too. 
That's the fucking gimme of the century. Yeah, 20. Give me the over, too. What's it at? 51 and a half. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of points. Yep. And I think it is going to be an absolute light show. 51 and a half? Yep. Oh, boy. That's a lot of points. It is. I can see it happening, though. Uh, yeah. Those are our picks for these games. Uh, we are, I'm not gonna, we're not going to go in, like, in depth on it. We'll do that next week when they play. Yeah. We have stuff to talk about. Um, last week, uh, okay, so we made our AFC Championship, NFC Championship picks. Uh, Texans-Ravens. You guys both took the Texans plus nine and a half. Bummer. I did not touch that game. You took the over. Nice. By half a point, it hit. <laughs> 43 and a half, baby. Yep. Um, Packers-Niners. You and I took Packers not plus nine and a half. Nice. Um, Dude, I'm hitting. Yeah. Bucks-Lions. Kyle did take the Lions minus six and a half. I don't know why I didn't. I don't know why we didn't. Oh. But Kyle's the only one that did. I'm a little upset by that. Uh, you did take the over in that game, though. Nice. And that hit. did hit. Uh, and then Chiefs-Bills. You and I took the Bills. And then Kyle took the Chiefs. Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> so I think I went out even. Bummer. <laughs> and then uh, you took the over. Nice. Nailed that. That did it. You, you made some money. Made I made some like money. 20 bucks. Yeah. 240 in the hole? I'm 145 in the hole. <laughs> but I'm I'm moving down. <laughs> You're moving back down. I I just had one. I had one really good week. Yeah, I had one really big hit that that saved me. But uh, yeah, that was, that was, those were our bets for last week. Um, that that's it for a minute. Move on to uh, I'm ten, Australian Open still going on. Forgot about that. Oh, but um, Joker dropped his first uh, first set. Um, anyways. Time for boom and bust. I got two and two. One and three. I think I have two and two. Yeah, two and two. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah. The kid that rolled onto the court in his wheelchair <laughs> in the middle of the Texas State and Arkansas State game. <laughs> Keep going. He, he was wearing an <laughs> I Love Milf shirt. <laughs> And he just rolled out onto the court while they were shooting while they were shooting free throws. <laughs> the most that guy's got to be the booming of the year so far. Oh, yeah, so far, yeah. Just, just Texas State, Arkansas State, and he just fucking rolled out there, looked lost, <laughs> and then just came, they just came over and rolled him off the court. <laughs> I heart mills. I hope he got laid by a milf that night, dude. I do too. That kid deserves it. Oh, man, I thought I had bangers this <laughs> week, man, but you open up with that, dude. God damn it. What's your, what's your boom? Uh, the Mumbai train system. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> they, Asians are pretty smart. Yeah. Well, uh, the Mumbai train system is recording a 15% decline in deaths. Well, that's good. Due to falling from overcrowded local trains. So... That does seem like it would be a problem. Yeah, yeah. So the decline in fatalities can be directly attributed to the comprehensive safety measures introduced by railway authorities. Um, so good for Mumbai train system. I, they addressed the now. Problem. Now you guys can really, really jam pack that without worrying about falling off and dying. Honestly, 
I'm, I appreciate them addressing the problem. I'm concerned that they didn't have any foresight to think that might be a problem. <laughs> With how many people live in that fucking country. Yeah. Or in the, in the big cities, at least. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, in the country, but in the cities. And then you wouldn't go, maybe, maybe they're getting a little overcrowded. And it took, a, they had to tally all the deaths and then go, okay, we can bring that number down. How are we doing it? They probably had safety measures implement, like ready to implement. And they were like, play for the next year. <laughs> we got to get solid numbers so we can collect the data. Let's get some solid numbers on the deaths. Yeah, so then we can collect the data and then next year we can report how much less it was. It's 15%. That's good. Yeah. It's really good. I like that. Yeah, they're, they're working on it. My second boom, being an athlete. Uh, any guesses as to Jordan Poole's high school GPA uh, before he attended the University of Michigan? Well, honestly, he's so fucking stupid as a person. You, I'm, you can base it off of... I'm going to go with a 2.3. 0.9. What? How is it that bad? I don't know. How did he get into college? I don't know. Because he's an athlete. He didn't graduate high school. I don't know. That's what I saw online. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. I, I didn't like look at his transcripts, but it's I mean, it probably Google. Yeah, I don't think people would make up that Jordan Poole had a sub one GPA. It's like a weird thing to make yeah. up, and it tracks. The guy can't walk right. He like falls on basketball courts. It's, you know, he's just not. I don't know. But it goes to show you, just be an athlete. You can be fucking dumb as shit. You see, uh, you see James Cook's. Uh, fucking post about feral hogs when he was at Georgia? No. I'll look it up. He wrote like a discussion post uh, about feral hogs in the South. This was the post. I don't even know what the discussion was. (laughs) Why are feral hog populations so hard to contain? Because the population are big. And all they do is keep making hundreds of feral hogs. And I, they do, is make their mark everywhere. They at and they are trying to stop them, but they cannot because there are about two million of these hogs. (laughs) And ordinary hunting and these feral hogs are very dangerous. And these type of animals are only in the southern. I feel like I have dyslexia just from listening to that. What the... Like... (laughs) That's... That's... What are we... I know six-year-olds that speak better than that. What are we doing here, dude? My manager's daughter, who is like in her in first grade, can carry like maybe a little autistic, but she can carry <laughs> like full-on conversations about fucking fire alarm systems, dude. Dude, that's her. That's like her obsession. Hey, right on. But like, right on. Listen, I have not had very many interactions with this child. She's fucking smart though, but like I yeah. can have, I can have a conversation I, with her I, yeah. and not have to talk down to her, you know. Really, I would feel like we would have to talk down to James. She's Cook. probably teaching you stuff about yeah, fire probably. Alarms. No, she it definitely is. Uh, let her ask me about an IRA though, dude. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I feel like if I was talking to James Cook, I would have to talk down to him. Like I'd have to like be like, I can't use that word. He's not gonna know what it means. <laughs> I'd have to pause between my responses. Run you know? straight, run left, yeah. run right. You know, I'm like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, being an athlete, it'll get you places. It will. They're not all stupid, but it'll help if you are. Yeah. All right. Uh, Timmy, your first bust. Just school. Yeah. That's just fair. school. Yeah. You know, my uh, yearly or semesterly uh, school is a bust uh, just because school sucks. That's fair. 
Uh, my first bust is going to be Luka Doncic. Um, last night he had a fan ejected from the from their game because the fan yelled at him that he looked tired and he needs to hit the treadmill. That's a sick burn, dude. That's perfectly clean. There's no flag on that play. <laughs> Look tired at the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, ejected for that, dude. People will throw around the N-word at some games and oh, not get kicked yeah, out. Dude. You can't get mad when someone calls you a little out of shape. You are. You smoke cigs in the offseason, dude. Good for him, though. No, it's great for him. He, he, and then he goes he's and got, He does not have a body of, like, a fucking NBA player, no. you know? Other than he's, like, 6'7". But, you know, like, laugh. He's, he's normally a guy that, like, has fun. I would have thought he would have heard that. It's because they were losing, you yeah. know? But I, normally I would have heard that and been like, that's fucking funny. It's a good one, you know? Good one. And then just go drop, like, yeah. 80 on it. Yeah, just go fucking ball out now, you yeah. know? Uh, also, with Luka Doncic, continue my bust on him, uh, their last home game against the Celtics, Jalen Brown absolutely dropped him with a crossover. Fucking broke his ankles. And then the Mavs media team put it on the Jumbotron. You can't, you can't do that. Can't do that, dude. Mavs media team bust. Yeah, but I'm putting it on Luca because apparently people are out to get him, and I see why. He's a little soft bitch. Yeah, apparently. Thought, I, and I thought Europeans were supposed to be like, you know, who gives a shit? No, no, they Europeans are soft as fuck, dude. But, but like the athletes, like have to deal with like they will light flares in the basketball arena, and it'll just be a smoke filled basketball arena that's dark. Lit by fucking flares. <laughs> That's terrifying to play against. And a guy tells you you're a little pudgy and you can't take it? Come on, man. Give it the program. Yeah. People, people come on, you're Slovenian, dude. Yeah. Uh, all right, second bus. Uh, box offices or Marvel? Marvel. Okay. I didn't know which one did the payouts. So Tom Holland's box office bonus for Marvel was sent to British actor Tom Hollander by mistake. An astonishing amount of money, a seven-figure sum. Um, Tom Hollander is a British actor known for performances in Pride and Prejudice, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The White Lotus, uh, The Night Manager, um, stuff like that. What he isn't is Tom Holland, the 27-year-old superstar who plays Peter Parker. Um, So... Big bust to whoever does the payouts. I would have to assume it's Marvel. I would assume the box office sends a check to whatever company. Yeah. And then that company d- disperses it amongst the contracts that they have with the actors in the film. And how do you not know? Where Tom Holland lives. <laughs> or who Tom Holland is. I just give it to him personally. That's a... How many... Seven million dollars? Seven figures. Seven figures. So a million dollars. million dollars. At, at least. least. Maybe seven million. Maybe 70. Maybe seven million. Who knows? Either way... That's not a check I mail. No. You can come get it. No, no, you wire transfer that shit. Yeah, you yeah, you just wire it. Yeah, why the f- let's let's talk about that. <laughs> why are they sending out paper checks? <laughs> What's going on? What here? the fuck are we do- I work at a bank. I should have picked up on this sooner. Why are we sending paper checks? This is like the first sign of scam. I'm like, who sent you a check? Why are you dealing with checks? Yeah, like if I came into your bank with a seventy million dollar check, you'd be like, Tim, what are you doing here? Like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. I've seen one million dollar check in my life. It was like two weeks ago. It was pretty cool. It wasn't because the guy is a regular and he's kind of a dick. Oh. And so he brought it in and I was like, of course. <laughs> of course you have a million dollars coming like, in. He like owns a roofing company. Oh. And he just conducts himself like an asshole. That was a good one. Oh. That one, f- that one felt good. That's the end of now kicking in. Yep. 
Uh, oh yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no. It, it, what are we doing here? Oh, be better with your money, Marvel. All right, my second bus is Josh Giddy. Oh, Chet Holmgren had his jersey retired at his local high school. Yeah, saw that. Minnehaha. Every player on the team, and most of the front office, except for Josh Giddy, was at the was at the game to get at the high school to get his jersey retired. Noticeably absent was Josh Giddy. It's just interesting <laughs> that they have a team event essentially at a high school, and Josh Giddy either didn't go because he didn't want to, or maybe told, maybe hang back on this one, Josh. <laughs> let's let's not let's not test the waters yet. Yeah, I think he's hang back, dude. He might have found himself a Minnesota baddie that is <laughs> seventeen, and he was gonna risk it all. You shouldn't have to do. You should have to worry about that shit. You, 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 should, <laughs> you shouldn't. You should. You should never be a professional basketball team and be like, Josh, you can't come to the high school game. We don't know how you're gonna behave. There's there's a clip that went viral of him, like a couple weeks ago. They were shooting warm ups, and it was like a high school girls choir that was gonna sing the national anthem. It was like, just like him shooting shots, and they were all behind him, and it was, he never turned around. And it was like, you know, he's he wants to turn around so bad. And every he's got to tell himself like if even if my ball goes this way I'm letting it go, I can't turn around. I got to make every look. single one of these. Bad look, <laughs> I got to I got to either make him or rebound him. Yeah. So uh, just we shouldn't be here, dude. We should we shouldn't be having these conversations about you. No. Be, be smarter. Uh, what's your third round of us? Uh, Amish people. Okay, I'm curious why. Uh, so it's kind of a it's kind of a bummer. Um, but the bus Amish people for one being Amish. But because this, an Amish horse and buggy was stolen from a Walmart parking lot while family shopped. No! (laughs) Who was stealing it? You see an Amish family's buggy, you don't go steal that. That's what I'm saying. So, bust the person who stole it. Yeah. It's low hanging fruit, dude. Yeah. Uh, Bummer was that police had already made contact with a suspect at Walmart earlier that day. So, it was just a regular Walmart fucking weirdo. Yeah, it was was just some homeless guy outside. No, it was a woman. Almost check outside. Uh, but yeah, an Amish family had their horse and buggy stolen while they shopped at a Michigan Walmart. I mean... The theft took place on Saturday, approximately 5.30 p.m. in the town of Sturgis, Michigan, some 95 miles south of Grand Rapids near the Indiana border. When the Sturgis Department of Public Safety were called to the Walmart on 1500 South Centerville Road to report of a stolen Amish buggy and horse from the establishment's parking lot. <sighs> they got got. Dude, Amish people, dude. Put a boot on it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lock it up to a bike rack. Like, you, you know it's easy pickings. You got to do so- Like, this has had to happen before. Yeah. They've had to be Lock it before. to one of those, the, the cart things where you, like, uh, you push in your cart. Tell, tell them to put, like, a fucking horse and buggy parking, like, handicap parking. It doesn't need to be at the front of the store. But, right. like... Do you think when Amish, when Amish people it? go to like Walmart, it's like a fucking like just an absolute treat for them? You ever seen that video of the guy in in a in I'm assuming it was in Dallas that just was riding a horse in a Walmart? <laughs> no. Hey, he's wearing like a Dak jersey, he's just riding around his horse <laughs> in Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> this is a weird country. <laughs> I love America. I love dude. This country. All right, uh, guys. Uh, yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for uh, this week's Toy Talking Sports. Uh, next week we should be back fully. Uh, with Kyle, uh, we'll be going over the championship games, 
That was. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That was. Oh god. <laughs> that was my fart. Yeah, you should give yourself fucking pink eye with your microphone. Uh, anyways, we'll be back next week. Recap of the championship games. Uh, talking a little bit about, like Pro Bowl stuff. Just to pass the time, and then the week after, we'll do our Super Bowl preview. That'll be a big one. Um, Bets and everything. Yeah, but this, this this next week, just just be some more little football talk kind of all over the place, but be happy to have Kyle back. Uh, but as always, we appreciate the support. Catch you guys next week. See you guys next week, guys. See you.